Okay. So, uh, you're starting. 59%. 59% is what the Rise of Skywalker currently is at on Rotten Tomatoes. And the world is going to fucking end. It's at 59%, but it doesn't matter because they all suck anyway. <laughs> Star Wars is an ass franchise. There's only three good ones in the franchise, but everybody's still freaking out. Rise of Skywalker's bad, but who gives a fuck? Because if it is bad, that just means we have another bad one. There's already 12 of them, and three of them are good. Why does it matter if, if, if there's another one that's bad? That was a bad song, but not as bad as Rise of the Skywalker, so now I'm done. Damn. We should make it clear you haven't seen Rise of Skywalker yet. I haven't. At the time of this recording, we have not seen Rise of Skywalker. No. We will no. see it. No, no. Wait, we will see it. I will see it. I will be in the theater 24 hours from now. Yep, same. Wow. That's crazy. One day away, man. A lot of negative press in this final day. You are correct. Correct, Amundo. Well... We decided, you know, we wanted to touch on every Star Wars movie, pretty much. So we were decided to do an episode based on the spinoffs to hold us over before we can do the sequel trilogy. So we're talking about everything that is not correlated to the episodic franchise. So we're talking, we're we talking about the Ewok movies. I don't, I don't even remember those, so probably okay, not. Okay, so we're, really we're just talking about We're Solo talking about Rogue the Clone One. Wars movie. Oh, we are? So we're officially talking about yeah, that? Yeah, we're talking about... We'll talk about miscellaneous episodes. Okay. We'll talk about a little... Maybe dab a little bit into The Mandalorian. Okay, I'm done with that. And then we'll talk about Solo and Rogue One. And then, and then you know, we can we can give a little bit of a a little bit of a speculation to what we think to expect from Rise of Skywalker. Okay. For a time capsule sake. Okay, okay. Cool. So. Alright, um... Which one do you want to start with first? Well, let's go from uh, chronologically, the Clone Wars would be the first. Okay. So let's go with the Clone Wars. Okay. Uh, well, uh, we just rewatched the movie for the first time. Like 30 minutes ago. 30 minutes ago. Um, we had seen, this is the only Star Wars movie we've seen together in theaters together. Like first yes. time. Premiere. Premiere. When we were kids. We saw the Clone Wars movie. Um, it's ass. That's all I really have to say. I don't ever count it whenever I rank the Star Wars movies. I never count Rogue I one. do now because I think it's better than Attack of the Clones, but... <laughs> sure. Okay, you know, that, not, that doesn't make me mad. It's the, that's the worst. It's, it's, it was really boring, though. It's basically just... The thing about the Clone Wars movies is that it's basically just three episodes stitched together yeah. of the Clone Wars, and it was meant to be like the, pr- very the premiere episodes, but they decided let's make it a theatrical movie. Yeah. Um, and it's just... It's so bad that it turned me off of the show... Um, which is a shame because I understand now why fans really like the show because it gets a lot better in the second, third, fourth, you know, three season three on is like great. The final, yeah, the final few seasons. Yeah, are really great. Good, yeah. So I get, I get it now. But what a horrible way to start! Like it's so dumb. Oh, it's terrible. Um, it it's it's goofy in a sense that I can enjoy that, but uh, but I think really where it started to like, I mean, it falls off the map right from the get go. I mean, it's bad, but like I think where it started to actually feel like i was like oh like man like this is just becoming tiresome was when you hit the third one because the third one's got like third act kind of when, when you get third, third episode, episode yeah, yeah that's what yeah because like there's the first episode that's got like all the um oh can we do plot for this it's just saving it's just saving jabba's son. jabba's kid yeah jabba, jabba the hut has yeah. a son and the rebellion 
or the, res- uh, the Republic. I said rebellion, then I said resistance. Yeah, <laughs> the Republic. The Republic wants to save him um, because uh, because they want pathways. They want to use Jabba's trade routes across Tatooine to give supplies, but the Separatists also want that. That's the whole movie, and there's fights around it about finding Jabba's kid. The first episode almost doesn't even feel correlated. With no, it. it's just kind of an action, like an opening action scene. Yeah, and it introduces Ahsoka. Yeah, and it's it's whatever. It's goofy. It's dumb. It's it's a little bit fun, I guess. But the it, it's terrible dialogue. That's kind of just laughably hilarious. But yeah. the uh, you hit the second episode, kind of continues up that momentum. They finally find the little baby Jabba or whatever. When you hit the third episode, the third act, I guess. It, that's where it kind of just falls off the map. When you introduce like the Uncle Z- Zero, I don't know. I don't Z- care. Uncle Zero. I'm, I'm be straight with you. I don't want to talk about this movie. Uncle Zero. I don't want to talk about this movie. Uncle I don't. Zero of Java the Hutt. Don't. We are talking about this fucking Can movie. I say... Uh, can I say... May I, may I? May I? May I please? I'm a fucking... Dude, you're like, your chair is so much higher than me. You're like, dumb. It's terrifying. You go finish what you were going to say. I apologize. I'm going to say, this is... This is fucking Star Wars. <laughs> this is you what, what this is what Ryan Johnson fucked up. I will fucking cancel this whole goddamn podcast if you don't talk about Clone Wars right now. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh, it, it, is it me? Is it my turn? Can I talk now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. About, about Clone Wars. About Clone Wars. I was going to. Um, I I think the thing about I don't like about Clone Wars too is that um, it took me a while to get into it in the later seasons, but mostly this movie why I hate it is because. There was an early version of Clone Wars. I mentioned it before on the podcast. We talked about prequels. Um, the 2D animated one from the guy who made Samurai Jack and Primal and um, just did Primal, which is awesome. Uh, he worked on Powerpuff Girls, and he did a version of Star Wars, Clone Wars, that came out between episodes two and three, and it was dope, and it is it makes perfect sense chronologically, um, and I always felt like it was way more condensed and easy to follow than this Clone Wars. Um, so that was another reason why I never really got into this for a while. Um, but that's especially why I hate this movie. Well, the yeah. voice of Obi-Wan, though, and Asajj Ventress, I, no, not, maybe Asajj Ventress, but definitely Padme are all the same voices from the, the 2D Volume cartoon. 1, Volume yeah, 2. Yeah, the Volume yeah. 1, Volume 2. That's pretty, uh, epic, my guy. I mean, I, I don't quite remember the old Volumes 1 and Volume 2. All I remember is Mace Windu causes General Grievous's cough thing. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, because yeah. you see them steal the... the Chancellor Palpatine. Yeah. They, I want to talk about that show. That show was dope. I don't remember it, but it's so good. But I want to talk about... Can we talk? Can we move on from the movie? Because the movie's so bad. Can I, I don't want to talk about the movie. I will talk about the episodes, the episodes I've seen, though. Okay, fine. So I got it. Fine, 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 fine. I will say, well, the fun thing about this movie, though, is that we saw this with my dad when we were in fifth grade, and he took us to go see it. I think it was like somewhere between fifth, fourth and fifth grade. And um, my dad was so bored, and my dad's the biggest Star Wars fan, but he was so bored that he left the theater for, like, 20 minutes to go to Barnes & Noble, or to go to Borders, when that was a thing, and, like, look at books, because he'd rather, like, hang around than hang out with us watch this movie. <laughs> and it was so... We were, like, we were, like, 10, and, like, there were a bunch of idiot children in the audience. We were like, ooh, 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 this is still so <laughs> And we were like, this movie, like, fucking blows. Yeah, well, it's we funny, it, yeah, People cause... applauded at the end of the credit after the credits, and we were like, what? Yeah, we were, awful. like, 10, and we were just thinking in our heads like that was the worst fucking thing ever just the fact like the whole plot of Jabba the Hutt's son is so stupid oh it's, it's terrible it leads to some really unintentional comedy though like it's funny just hearing Count Dooku like Christopher Lee the two returning cat, like movie cast members Dracula is, himself yes Dracula come himself out, come the, out well, my, my, oh, Christopher Lee by the way is my all time favorite character actor 
ever. I love Christopher Lee. I don't even remember that. Do you remember when I was in like third grade? We had to write down our favorite actors, and I wrote Christopher Lee. And I was like, who the fuck is Christopher Lee? And I was like, you understand. Like, I was a pretentious third grader who like saw Hammer horror films and stuff. But I probably wrote like Hayden Christensen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody was like, whoa, whoa. Uh, you wrote Jack Black. You wrote Jack Black. Did I? Yeah, you wrote Jack oh, Black. Oh, dang. Well, Jack uh, Black was pretty badass. I do love Jack Black. But no, um, but Christopher Lee is awesome, but he's back as Count Dooku just for the movie, not the show. Um, and he sounds bored as hell. And then worse, Sam Jackson comes Sam back. Sam Jackson sounds Mace Windu. Awesome. And, you know, he sounds bored as hell, but, I mean, I can't really... That's kind of how he sounds the entire prequels. Anyway. Yeah, prequels he does. So that, those are the only two returning cast members. I think, except, I mean, obviously... You know, I just realized, 3PO isn't in the movie at all. At all. Oh, yeah, 3PO's not. Because Anthony Daniels returns as 3PO in the show. But um, that's weird. Yeah, he's not that's in the really movie. Weird. Yeah, R2D2 R2 in it for but like a lot of it. That's interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah. he was just sick. They were like, "Huh, oh, but we can't bring him in." Just well, it was make... just three episodes. But I don't think they knew it was gonna be a movie, so I don't think they planned that. Make it without him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we, we saw it in theaters and people like applauded, and it was. I just hated it, um, and I, I I had so much hatred for it that even when I started the first season, I never could get past the fact that the movie was so bad. Oh, I didn't even start watching it because... I started... I watched I watched the opening... I watched premiere night. I remember getting I remember pizza. you telling me about it. I got pizza with my friend and we watched the first couple episodes in his house and I remember thinking, like, it's better than the movie. Like, clearly. But it just wasn't my thing. And then... But eventually I understand... It's still not my thing, but I fully understand why people like it when you get into later episodes. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite episode of The Clone Wars, Tyler? The ones I always talk about. The Which Ahsoka are? ones. Ahsoka, the Ahsoka. The, the Ahsoka, it's like a four-episode arc, I think. It all starts off with like the bombing of the Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. It's in season... End of season five. It's final four episodes mm-hmm. of season five, actually. Uh, the bombing of the Jedi Temple happens. You find out it's some sort of... like They're, they're not ruling out any suspects, and they, they, they narrow it down that they think it's Ahsoka. And they don't have like clear evidence that it's her, but mm-hmm. they think it's her, so they're actually about to put her underneath arrest. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a... Uh, honestly guilty till proven innocent rather than innocent till proven guilty and it actually does show off kind of a few of like the flaws with the Jedi Order and I actually think it does expand upon like a lot of things for one thing it's definitely the episodes that dive the most into Ahsoka's character yeah which I don't love Ahsoka but like I'm happy to know at least they made her good by the end of it well that was what I was gonna say too is I I do think part of it is um is sexism on my part as a, as a mm-hmm. kid because when you're a kid, you're like, I don't want to do with our girls. Oh, you girls? Know? Girls, I was like 10, so, you know, give me a break. But I was, Ahsoka, one, I don't think Ahsoka's a well-developed character in the first, in the movie at all. I think she's kind of... They, oh, she's really bad, yeah. She's really bad, but I think, I do think a lot of my disdain for her was the fact that she was just a girl in Star Wars, and I was like, what is she? That's probably how I was when I was a kid. I also have a weird thing that, like, you know, they, they kind of fix it by the end, but um, to me, the, I'll say this, um, the best way to think about the Clone Wars, and I said this in the prequel episode, is that the new Clone Wars show is rather than, like, how does it fill the gaps between 2 and 3, it's more like, what if this is the alternative prequels? Like, these... Yeah. That's, because if I cause, like, if I keep wrapping my head around, like, all the stuff that... Because like, to me, like, whenever Count Dooku and Anakin fight in the show, it's like, that takes away all the drama from when they fight in 3. But it's like, don't think of it that way. Think of it as, like, this is the better alternative to the prequels. I almost think that the um, the idea would it would... It would actually work better... I'm really curious, actually, to say, I know nobody's like this on planet Earth, but I'm really curious to see if somebody never saw one or two, watched watched the whole series, and then watched three, Yeah, how they would take I it. I think it worked a lot better. Because, yeah, three, I think, 
I think the whole Nair Clone Wars series, it works so well yeah. in terms of, like, explaining the Clone Wars. Yeah. Because when people talk about it in, like, the original trilogy and yeah. stuff, or when Obi-Wan mentions it, it almost sounds episodic. It sounds yeah. like saying you get these, like, visions of, like, battles happening, yeah. different things going on. You can go in depth with it with all these episodes. And that's kind of why I love the ones that are all, like, connected. The Darth Maul one, the Night Sisters one, Ahsoka's storyline. Well, well, the thing about Ahsoka, too, is I was going to say is that, you know, my big issue is that was, like, how did... How did Anakin not mention Ahsoka? If she existed, then why did she never? Was she never mentioned? If she has such a big part in the Clone Wars. Why she not? Was she never mentioned in the prequels? And the way they kind of leave her character off, we'll see how it goes in the later seasons. But um, the way they leave her arc off in the second to last season is kind of like totally makes sense as to how as to why Anakin wanted to talk to her. You know, because it was a very tra- traumatic way she left the yeah. Jedi Order, which is really which is really interesting. <laughs> Um, I also think it feeds really well into her whole arc. Feeds really. I th- those are good episodes because I think they feed really well into the hypocrisy of the Jedi, which we talked about. Oh, they do. And, yeah. and kind of like people who shit on the Last Jedi for kind of shitty, like kind of making the Jedi assholes. It's yeah, like, that's, that's all in our point. That's of the kind of the point. One, yeah. yeah. Did a... you Did you read off topic? Did you read JJ Abrams? Well, interview JJ Abrams where he said, "I really liked Brian's meta take on the Jedi," and I'm like. It's not meta. It's not really meta, yeah. It's no, the whole it, point. <laughs> yeah, and also Lucas has even commented about how, like, yeah. in his prequels, like, the Jedi are supposed to be yeah. flawed government order and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. That's really that's really weird. Yeah. 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 But anyway, um... When, um Ahsoka Tano in uh, Rise of Skywalker? Might be there. He said, he said, keep your eyes peeled. Um, he said that. No, um... A ship shows up, you just see her walk up, she's like... Full speed ahead. <laughs> it's like it's just Ashley a scene or whatever her voice is just in grip like <laughs> orange makeup. I'm wondering how it would be like if they if they did bring her in if it's gonna be like all CGI. I think it would be like someone in a makeup, but then they'd like voice over her. Yeah, kind of like they did Maul in Solo. Yeah, um, true. I was I was speaking of Maul transition <laughs> segue. Um, my favorite episodes that I've seen, and I've seen a, I've only just started getting back into it. I've seen it a lot over the years, but I finally have been watching chunks. Like arcs that people tell you to watch, mm-hmm. and I got to the. It's a bit of a combo, but I like the Night Sisters and I like the Mall arc. And the Mall arc is interesting because I thought that was going to be pure fan service bullshit, where it's like yeah. Darth Maul's back. And part of it is part of it. I get frustrated when people are like oh, him with the spider Maul. legs. It's kind of yeah, funny looking. Do. But <laughs> they it, it, it works in the sense it reminded me of. I texted you when I was watching it recently. and was like this reminds me of what they did with Drago in Creed two. Yeah, Ivan Drago is like a cool villain because he looks cool and he has cool one-liners, but he's not like a deep, interesting character. Mm-hmm. And yet they somehow managed to use his his pain from the previous movie and turn it into something dramatic. Mm-hmm. And they do that with Darth Maul, where it's like they really turn him into like a tortured soul and like this guy who's just so intent on on killing Obi Wan. Well, he was taken away from him, and how much he just wants to, and it winds up becoming not only his hatred for. Obi-Wan sort of drives him not only to get Obi-Wan but also to like become ruler of Mandalore and all this crazy stuff and it's a really it's it, but it all feels really natural it's a really good arc I was really surprised how much I was into it like, oh it's great it's yeah great. I was really into it I, I, the Night Sisters arc is interesting too I don't know how I feel about too much like magic in it's my very like witchcraft yeah I don't know how I feel about strange. all that in my Star Wars but it is it is unique at least and, there's and it some, winds up working for the overall yeah world. there's a um there's another group of uh, episodes. I, I strongly recommend checking them out. Not as many people talk about them, but there's a... I, I kind of am very curious always about people's opinions of them. I don't remember the exact name of them, but there's a group of episodes where Anakin and Obi-Wan go to this, like... They they basically get, like, popped out of space, and they find, like, this, like... 
that like just get popped in the middle of like nowhere in space and they find this like random planet that's like not marked on uh on any star system or like in the jedi academy or whatever the fuck it's not camino but uh but it's not marked on any star system that's camino (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Count Dooku erased I've watched Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Count Dooku erased it. No, but it's this like, it's this weird like force planet type thing. It's like where like it's it goes it dives into like this really weird portrayal of the force where it has like this like embodiment of like the light side and this embodiment of the dark side, and it's fucking that kind weird. Of, that kind of sounds like um that clip of Kylo that we've seen in Rise of Skywalker because that was that felt like that planet almost felt like it was a. Yeah, no, it's, of the dark side. it's weird because there's this, there's a whole thing where like Anakin gets there and there's like an out, the, the, the force is like out of balance. So like the, I think is it's, that's where the mist makes the shape of the Darth Vader helmet behind him. Yes. I've seen that yeah. shot. Cool. Yeah. There's the, I think that's like the second episode in it because then Darth, because an Anakin hears what he's going to become in that episode. Like what's going to happen to him. What will you? And, uh. <laughs> what will you okay in case anybody's wondering that's a rogue one reference we'll get into that later too but, um, that that's a rogue one trailer reference not even in the movie but, um uh yeah so the um the episode though anakin has to bring balance back to these two embodiments of the force to help out the force stay stable throughout the unit mm-hmm. he's so fucking weird though and I always am so curious to hear people thoughts here's hear people's thoughts about it because of how like strange, kind of outlandish it is about the force. It's just so fucking obscure. Yeah. And I I I, I still to this day don't really know exactly how I feel about the episode, but it's it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's also interesting seeing Anakin be like because he's like he technically is like goes completely dark in that episode, and he almost he like literally is like hunting down Ahsoka to like fucking kill her. Oh, I've heard of this episode. It's weird. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. <laughs> no, um, it's weird, but interesting. That's I'll yeah. That. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm very curious about what. I always like hearing people's. I'm interested about that. I always. That's the kind of stuff that I'm wondering if Rise of Skywalker will tap into, like, like convoluted but weird and like yeah. bizarre. And I hope it does. But um, you know, um, what was I gonna say? Um, the ending of season five is also fantastic. That's the ending of the whole Ahsoka, Ahsoka series. Yeah, when she like walks away from the Jedi Order. Don't spoil it for people who watch. I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, when they get that final shot of her walking down the stairs. Yeah. I'm like, oh. And the music's really good. Oh. It's like acoustic guitar. It's really I'm cool. like, nut. And then it just like ends and it doesn't do like the classic like. Dun, 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 yeah, it's like goes right black. Very like yeah, very like it's cool. Somber, like white on black text. Somber. I was like, oh dang, this is so fucking good, man. In season six. Ooh, just ball in with those chips and all the clones. Like, execute order 66. Oh, they're all gonna fall for it. Beautiful. Yoda going to go see those. That's another weird one. The one with Yoda at the very end of season six. I hear that's That's why I need to watch. That I watched a bit of it with you. That one's freaking... That That's crazy. I don't even get it. It's fucking weird. Hey, can you pause it? I really have to go to the bathroom. Are we allowed to do that? Okay, so Josh gets got back from taking a shit. Uh, so yeah, we kind of lost her place a little bit. Uh... We were talking about ending of season five being great, uh, Night Sisters episode being great, that one about this weird as fuck about the Force embodiments being cool, we're talking about Lost Missions. Yeah, I'm, talking, I'm still talking about the Clone Wars. Okay. Let's move sorry, on. Sorry. Sorry. I'll be sure to just end my life. All right? <laughs> I, know you're, you, I know you're a Clone Wars shill, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot myself with a your, You love Ahsoka's, and you love your, your, your Cad Bane's. And you're I honestly have no idea who that is. I always forget who Cat that is. Cat Bane, dude. 
Is he the bounty hunter guy? Yeah, with the yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, know, I know he is. Yeah, yeah. Cool hat. I know who. Uh, oh, Rebels. I don't want to talk about Rebels. I haven't watched enough Rebels. You haven't seen all of Rebels? No, I know some of those. I don't know. Oh about my Rebels. gosh, dude! Dude, you said spinoffs. You told me it was. I thought it was gonna be like two <laughs> movies. Now you're throwing in Clone Wars Rebels. You might as well throw in the fucking Ewok movies while you're at it. <laughs> I don't remember those. Well, the, well, I don't remember Rebels. So we're not well, the... Rebels is more important than Caravan of Courage. Or Battle for Endor, dude. There's two of them, Jackass. <laughs> Battle for Endor sucks. They fight a giant spider in that one, I'm pretty sure. I think it, yeah, is that... It's not all Endor, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. yeah, that's someone with the stupid giant spider. Yeah, because Caravan of Courage... It looks they, like the It Caravan thing. of Courage, they fight a giant, um, like, just a giant. It looks like the It thing. It does look like the It thing. Like the 90s it, yeah. Anyway, crawls out. I wish you could see. Anyway, I'm not done talking about Clone I don't talk about Rebels. I don't talk about any of the Dave Filoni shit anymore. Okay, dude, Dave Filoni. Although he is involved with my favorite Star Wars television show currently. Come on, please talk about the man. The Mandalorian. I like. Oh, the Mandal- wow. I haven't seen. The- I don't I'm- have the hot take about Mandalorian. At least for the first four episodes. Okay, here's the thing. Okay. Can I get my hot yeah, take? Yeah, can I, go, can go I for say it. My piece. First of all, I think The Mandalorian... I haven't seen the latest episode. I hear it's great. It came out today. I'll watch it later tonight. Um, but Mandalorian... I've heard the complaints. I think Mandalorian is not... It's not a story... It's not an overarching story. Like a Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad. Thrones? Game of Thrones. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, it's not like that. It's not like that. It's, it's a throwback... It's a Western. And it's a throwback to... Um, Western television, which was episodic. Every yes. episode is a different thing. It's like now, the Lone fir- Ranger, right? The first, yes. Or even The Rifleman, where he would go into a different oh, yeah. town every week and, like, save whoever yeah, happened. Yeah. And there'd be an overarching in plot, one plot, you know, and the plot of this is he has Baby Yoda, and there is that the Empire one, is there's still a bounty on Baby Yoda's head. That's the overarching thing that keeps him going. Mm-hmm. But the main, the, but the, the point is that he goes from place to place, and that's what's exciting about it. Like, I think people are looking for, like, a whole story... It doesn't do that very often. It's way more trying to be something else. Um, I get it. You're yawning. You hate the Mandalorian. That's cool. No, I don't hate it. No, I know. I, uh, <laughs> but I've, I've, I've really enjoyed it, and I love the practicality of it. I like the grittiness of it. I like... Not that Star Wars is about grittiness. I, li- I just like that. I like the the vibe, the feeling of it. Um, and I've I've really I've really enjoyed it so far. And I like that it's sort of a thing where if you don't like one episode, you know next week's gonna be a new cast of characters and a new thing, and it's exciting. It also puts a lot. Of, it's it's not like a Watchmen or something that I've been currently watching, um, which is amazing by the way. Um, but it's not like that where there's pressure for you to know what's happened in the previous episodes to know it's gonna. It's 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 kind of nice just to kind of put it on. Um, mm-hmm. And I agree. I agree. I don't think it's thought provoking in a way of Star Wars is, but I don't think it it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that Baby Yoda is kind of taking over the discussion of the show. <laughs> I love him, but I think it's definitely kind of like the main draw, and I think there's a lot more to it than that. Um, but yeah, no, I really, I really, I really enjoy The Mandalorian like okay. very much. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you something actually, weirdly enough, about Watchmen. Uh, just really quickly. Okay. Just, sure. just, I know it's kind of off topic, but do you think you could watch Watchmen without? Uh, knowing much about Watchmen, I've heard a lot of mixed things. About Look, that. okay, um, yes, you could. Um, I would read up maybe just like the Wikipedia okay. of the summary, okay. just the plot, because it, it is it's a sequel not to the movie; it's a sequel to the book. And even though the movie and the book are very similar, the one place where it diverges is in the ending, and the ending of the Watchmen 
book is integral to the book. Okay, I'll probably watch the movie then read the ending of the book. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I would do. That's how I would probably do. No, it's it's um it's it's so great. Um yeah, I'm not even a big Watchmen fan. I, I got the comic. I rented the comic in the library after I watched the first episode because I was like, I need to, like, what this yeah. is so good. Uh, but then I wound up not reading the rest of it. Not because it was bad, but because I was just like, I get it. I, I get where it goes. Yeah. I know the, you know, so. And I've seen the movie, so, like, it all worked. Okay, that's awesome. Now Anyways. back on the Mandalorian. Sorry, Mandalorian. Okay, yeah, that yeah, was, no, that's, 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 that was, that was, that was my topic. Like, Watchmen rant. Watchmen <laughs> rant. Um, no, uh, but that was, my, that was my overall thoughts. Those are my thoughts on Mandalorian so far. Okay, um, I 120,000% agree with you okay. about, um, I do enjoy it because it is an episodic western, it's kind of meant to be like every single episode, it's like its own contained story, and I love that, and there's the overarching story of Baby, Baby Yoda, love all that. Um, one thing I want to say- burping so much in this podcast. Sorry, I drank some Coke earlier, I'm a little bit bloated, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel the liquid, okay, um, but- I want to say that I never realized how many people. Uh, this is this is not a con against the show. I'm just going to say this about Baby Yoda before I before I continue. I never realized how many people actually think that is Baby Yoda, um, like a baby I, version of Yoda. Yeah, I've talked to multiple people who think that it takes place between like it takes place before the Phantom Menace because they think that it's an actual Baby Yoda. Like, it's not even that they think it takes place after episode six and they think it's, like, the resurrection of Baby Yoda. Mm -hmm. They legitimately, like, there's so many people that think that that was, this whole entire show takes place, like, before The Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. And that that's just an actual Baby Yoda. And that's why people are calling it Baby Yoda. Interesting. And I was like, I've talked to, like, three people who have thought that. And we've been kept keeping yeah, up I the don't... show. And I was like, well, I mean, they say that the Empire's fallen and everything. Like, well, besides... He's like, 50 years things, old. Yeah. So it would make sense because it would be, like, that real Yoda died, like five years prior i don't know it's really weird it's kind of funny though i yeah. was i talked to a few people i'm like bro why do you think that i was like no the internet just gave him that name because he doesn't have a name but um off of that what i enjoy about the mandalorian a lot is episode two i fucking love episode, episode two, two. Awesome. episode two is fantastic that whole entire jawa story the getting the egg it all feels so contained, and there's also just so much, like, little chemistry stuff between Baby Yoda and, um, Mando. Hmm. Whatever the fuck you want to call him. Yeah. And, uh... It I, should I, technically be Manda. Someone pointed out to me. Because Mando, it's spelled M-A-N-D-A-O. Yeah, yeah, but everybody it's like, calls it's him Mando. Mando. I saw yeah, it's funny. calls him Mando. But, uh, uh, when I talk about episode one, episode one's a little bit bumpy for me. I, I, I hate the guy in the blue makeup so much in that episode. Uh, the guy in the blue makeup in that episode is just awful. The uh, I think it's a pretty good starter up. There's a there's a few things in the beginning I really like. The whole entire bar fight's great, and then a lot of the shots on the uh, planet are great. The icy planet. Uh, with that in mind, though, and I also like how they carbon freeze people whenever they're yeah. bringing them. That's all great. There's a lot of really good setup in the first episode. I think I just hate that blue character so fucking much. So he kind of just annoys me. And he brings down that episode just a bit for me. And there's also uh, the the blue makeup character. Oh yeah, I hated him. Yeah, I hated yeah. him. Yeah, he has like all the unnecessary humor. It's all just dumb, and he makes a lot of just stupid comments. Yeah, but he was episode. he was like the first to go. But yeah. I was worried at first because he was like making references to like Life Day and like the holiday special. Oh, I, I love like, that. You love that? Yeah. Oh, I hated that. I'm all over that. When they said Life Day, I was like Holiday Special. <laughs> I was no, like I was... Yeah. No, I was like, ooh. Um, Chris. The third episode is where I kind of fell off the map for a minute because okay. I felt like I was in like 
a weird dimension where everybody said the third episode was like the best episode and everybody was like this is so good i love this this is so perfect <laughs> do you remember the part where everybody was walking towards him shooting and he was just <laughs> and i was like bro is this what like like i was like i i was like i i get it but like it, it was it wasn't like that like smart or anything yeah. it was pretty goofy to be honest like there's like the only thing i like loved about the shootout was just when the um was just when he points the gun at the robot and it's like a little chariot thing. Yeah. He makes it he makes it like ride by like pointing the gun at him and like threatening the robot. I thought that was kind of funny, but um, yeah, I like that. But uh, everything else in there, I was like, you've only seen the first four, right? Yeah. I hate, I whenever the tribe shows up, I thought that was so fucking cheesy, but it's whatever. No, it's whatever. It's, You're mad was, at Star Wars being cheesy. It's not that it, I'm mad at it for being cheesy. I'm mad because the, the the world of Mandalorian doesn't really come off as one that it should be cheesy, but yet it still is. It's really weird. Because a lot of people are like, oh, this is a different Star Wars. Like, that's just totally different. It's and I it's mean, like, I, I get why people are saying that, but, like, then why have still, like, this, like, these really, like, kind of goofy-ass moments at times like the Rocketeer reference at the end. Oh, I mean, that, that made me cringe. Yeah. That made me the saluting. I was like, I didn't even know you could fly a jetpack that fucking high up in the air as a bounty hunter, but whatever. The, I don't, um, it, it's, it's fan service as hell. I mean, the show is so fan Oh, uh, the Mandalorian making the armor. That's all right. That's whatever. I mean, the show is pretty fan service but I don't know. I, I like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really getting a lot out of it. The only part I really loved in episode three was whenever he goes to get baby Yoda I thought that was all that kind was of awesome. cool. Except the, the, the flamethrower shit looked fucking weird, and I thought that was kind of funny looking. Oh, okay. He, like, shoots it, and then it just falls over, and it's, like, just, like, burnt armor. You should watch the late, the not the latest episode, because I still haven't seen them, but the one before that that just came out, um, called Prisoners, episode six. That one's, like... Didn't you have, like, the... Because it's from the same... You'd like it. It's the same director as episode two. Mm-hmm. So it has that vibe of, like... It's really cool. I am excited. It kind of becomes a slasher movie at the end, not to spoil it, but it's really cool. I'm I'm very excited to see what Deborah Chow, the person who does, uh, I think that's her name, right? She did the third. Yeah, episode. Yeah, she did the third episode. I'm very excited to see what she does with the Obi Wan series, though, because that episode's not like bad. I just found it's it. Really, kind of, it's really. Good I just find it weird that people were like, "This is so great. This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life." And episode four comes along, and everybody hated on it. And I thought it was pretty much the same exact quality. I like four. Three. I like four a lot. I yeah. liked. I liked the. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I it's. it's I like how it's do with the tribe of people who are kind of getting like killed like off. i like that it slowed down too i yeah. like that it kind of had a bit more of a heart in the past few episodes no. i don't know i the like a- the atst shows up yeah the one after cool. that is hot garbage oh uh, i've heard that's why i haven't continued garbage. it yeah i've heard that episode five is bad you can you know what i'm being straight with you, you could skip it I'm, I'm looking forward to episode six I'm yeah sure skip it six. skip five yeah. i'm seriously just skip five it's what about the dark mysterious figure, dude? Boba yeah, Fett. That's all you. Yeah, that's all you need to know. There's a, <laughs> the only cool thing about five is that they go, he goes to Moss Eisley, and Cantina, Cantina, and it's completely. Um, your face just died, and I said Moss Eisley <laughs> Cantina, like you just died. Tyler hates fan service so much, but it's kind of cool because it's um, now the Empire's gone, so it's like empty, and like the storm, that's the stormtroopers heads around pikes in the trailer and stuff, and. Um, now the the now it's it's like the bartender's a droid and stuff and it's like which is ironic because they're used to be droids but it's like yeah it's like barely anyone there now and it's like no longer an imperial spaceport since the empire's left so it's yeah pretty it's good god you're such a we get it you hate anything that relates back to anything um <laughs> Wait, why what did they do no you like it's like i said moss isley spaceport your face like just died you were like mm. <laughs> it's just you got okay whatever i don't i don't I don't need this. The sand, the sand barge things, whatever the hell they're called, the sand crawlers. 
Those are in episode two with the Jawas and everything. I don't mind any of that. I don't need this fucking bullshit, okay? <laughs> I don't need to be told what what to like and what not no, to I'm like. I'm just saying, it's just funny to me. When I see Maz Eisley 30 fucking times in this damn series, it gets a little well, bit tired. We haven't seen it since the Disney era. I don't know. It was, it was cool. I liked it. Anyway. Uh, and then. We gotta on. address the elephant in the room. What? What is the elephant? Dave Filoni. <laughs> I no one was thinking of Dave. We already talked about Dave Filoni. We talked about him a lot. He's fine. I like him. I didn't like him at first, but I think he's a good. He understands. He's a. He understands Star Wars. He's a good. Right. He's a good. You know. He's good at caring. Serious. I don't know. I don't care about Dave Filoni. I don't want to talk about Dave Filoni. Why are you turning uh, this conversation to say? I came into this thinking we were going to talk about two movies, and then like last we talked episode, about Mandalorian. We talked about we talked about the Clone Wars. Yeah, we I, didn't talk about Rebels, sadly. But then we talked about the Clone Wars movie, and now we can't wait. We didn't go chronologically. We we're supposed to do Clone Wars. Then no, Rebels, we're not. Then Rogue we're one, then not. Solo, we're done. Then we're going into Rogue One. Okay, you want to go into Rogue One? A Star Wars story, the first of the. Do you want to talk about Jedi Fallen Order too? Oh my God, <laughs> Tyler! <laughs> Battlefront Two <laughs> campaign. Wait, wait, Iden, wait, Iden Versio. <laughs> no, we're talking about. We're talking about Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Okay, Lego Star Wars got it. No, Rogue One, a Star <laughs> Wars story. Um. Rogue One, you and I, I think, differ a little bit. I, I will say, though... We differed strongly when it came out. When it came out, we differed strongly. I still like this movie. I want to say, by the way, I hate when... Uh, I write for uh, The Mountain Express um, as a film critic. I have written three reviews so far. Uh, one for uh, Midway, uh, the other film for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, starring Tom Hanks, and one for Mark, uh, Mark Ruffalo, starring Dark... Uh, sorry, Dark... Waters, starring Mark Ruffalo. They fire uh, you tomorrow. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, so I have, I can officially say that I'm a uh, <coughs> published film critic. Um, so I hate when film critics, my least favorite thing is when they, they fully love something and they pull back immediately. You can, you can, you can dislike something a little bit more, but I hate this idea of like, I loved it so much. And you're like, no, I hate it. To, because that oh nobody can do that because no. to me that's that's unfair because that's what did with the last show because to me your your first instinct is always what you should go with you know what I mean mm. always go with that or at least like even like just a second viewing right. maybe but like you need to at least stick slightly to so what I have saying. no shame saying that I still enjoy the hell out of Rogue One but I will say that I was a little over excited about this movie and it has become much lower on my list of Star Wars films. When I saw this movie, when it came out, you have to keep in mind, I had no expectations. Not low expectations, not high expectations, I had no expectations. I thought it looked cool. It looked cool, but I was like, I don't know enough how I feel about the idea of doing a non-episodic Star Wars movie. I don't know how I feel about a Star Wars movie every year, so glad they stopped doing that. Um, I don't know how I feel about... Um, about the reshoots and stuff that have been going on. I know there's, there was a whole chaos behind the scenes. Gareth mm-hmm. Edwards directed the movie, and his name is still his director, but um, apparently um, Dan Gilroy, was it Dan Gilroy or was Tony Gilroy? I don't remember. One of the Gilroys no. came in and reshot a lot of it, um, especially apparently the whole final act, basically, um, which is ironically the best stuff in the movie. Yeah. And then they edited it like crazy and... So I knew all about that going into it. So I was kind of like, we'll see. But then the reviews started coming out, and they were really good. And I think there was a lot of it was the surprise that it was solid. Not great. There were a lot of people who felt that it was not great, but a lot of people really liked it. And it's sort of, I went into the theater. I saw IMAX, Marbles, not opening night, but opening day. And it was a packed house, and I was like third row, 
And I just loved it. I was like, this is awesome. This is so cool. And to someone who didn't love Force Awakens but really liked it, I initially thought this is so much better than Force Awakens because it's like, this is like just so epic and badass. But I, what I was realizing upon rewatching it was that I was really feeling that way because of the action scenes and the fact that where Rogue One, where, where, where Force Awakens had so much humor that I feel tracks the movie. Um, not that the humor's not funny, but there's just too much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Rogue One was humorless, and at first I was like, yeah. But upon rewatching it, you need a bit of humor to be a Star Wars movie. You need a bit of character development. And I think there's only like two new characters. I respect that they are all new characters, but there's like only two new characters that are genuinely exciting and interesting. Two or three. Um, and I think it, it, what made me love this movie initially was the fact that the action scenes were cool, it looked visually amazing, and that the final act was just a blast. It's still a blast. I love the whole final battle, and I love the Darth Vader scene, even though it's kind of ridiculous to think that Darth Vader would have done all that before he right into A New Hope, the whole battle, the whole fight with the Rebels, but it's still just so cool to see, because mm-hmm. I think post-prequels, we were like, I want to see Darth Vader actually be Darth Vader, you know? And that's like, oh my god, like a reclamation of everything we wanted. Just that one, like, two-minute scene. So that's my thoughts on Rogue One. But as, as I said... Is it has severely gone down lower on my list of Star Wars movies, even behind Force Awakens probably, um, because Force Awakens to me is a better film, and Rogue One, while entertaining, it is a movie that I fast forward through a lot. I do a lot mm-hmm. of chapter skipping <laughs> on Rogue One because I think the third act's great. I think the rest of it is just kind of there. Okay, how do you feel about Rogue One? Um, I want to get out of the way that I think that Rogue One is is a visually breathtaking movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's beautiful. I think it's one of it could be even argued that it's the best looking Star Wars movie mm-hmm. ever. And I think it's in my top 3 for best looking Star Wars movie. I think Last Jedi is my favorite and then it kind of ties out with Empire probably. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, the the shots especially of the Death Star Gareth Edwards is such good with size. Yeah, like, scale is showing amazing. the proportions of uh, sizes and stuff. So like the star, my favorite shot is that star destroyer. It, it, and I still to this day believe it's a, a model. model. Yeah. I still believe it's a model. There's yeah. like it looks so good. And I usually have an eye for CGI. That was kind of funny. Ooh, eye for CGI. Eye, eye for CGI. But um, <laughs> but uh, when that star destroyer is right in front of the Death Star and the shadow goes over and you see the whole entire Death Star behind it, it, it just looks gorgeous. I love it. And and even though I don't care for like the way like Grand Moff Tarkin looks, I don't care for the way Leia looks. I do understand that, like, I'm at least happy to see that there are huge technological leaps in Star Wars still. Yeah. Like, that was a big deal. Like, a lot of people were yeah. like, holy shit, like, can they pull that off? Like, make, like, a full and it, and secondary even though it great, I still think it looks better than a lot of critics. Yeah, kind of yeah. And, and some people could be like, well, you're you're bringing back dead people. Like, this is It's not as good as, like, up. the Irishman or something, but it's yeah. good. It's good. People could be like, this is messed up, but, like... It's not even, like, at a point about, like, de-aging or anything like that. This is, like, fully bringing, like, a human yeah, character yeah. out of CGI. And I think that is such a huge technological leap in a lot of ways. Um, I can't think of a lot of other movies that did that. I know movies have done it, like, in the background or quickly added in and stuff like that. But I don't know a lot of movies that actually took, like, a full secondary motion capture character and made them all fully CGI and they were human. The biggest point of all. They were mm-hmm. they were human, so they're, they, look, they're, they look weird. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, Rogue One bores me to death, though. Mm-hmm. It, it bores me unlike anything else. Um, it's not as boring as Attack of the Clones, but also no. I even say that I even say at this point that I'd rather watch the Clone Wars movie over Attack of the Clones just because I can at least laugh at it. 
Uh, Attack of the Clones, I, I cannot stand. And Rogue One, it's definitely not as boring as that, but I do find it, especially the first two acts, are just such a drag for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous. I find that when it speaks miles about your movie, when your most uh, life-filled character is a robot. Yes. That is... That is ridiculous to me yeah. like that that's your that's your biggest deal they they advertised it too they showed off like uh donnie yen that's his name right yeah donnie yen they have like the scene with him fighting stormtroopers like oh that looks awesome it's like the one scene where he does anything cool yeah it's like oh wow like you have I one, like, you had, like one yeah no i mean he's a cool character like i like if, if anybody was going to be a cool static character that doesn't have an evolution really like doesn't have like an arc he was the one to do it with because he's like the wise, you know, he knows about the force and all that stuff. So he's kind of cool. And I do like his final moment where he's walking to the yeah. thing, that stuff. That stuff's awesome. But him fighting the stormtroopers, the fact that like there's not like more like just fun action like that, especially until the third act, it just bores me half to death. That whole rock planet segment on like Ed. Edna? What the fuck? Edna, yeah. Uh, yeah, what was that called? Yeah. It's not Jeddah. No, Jeddah's the desert yeah. one, which and the designs are great too, like the fallen Jedi statues. That stuff's awesome, but it's. Yeah, that whole segment when, when he's going to try to assassinate um, Jin's dad. That's just like, horrible. It's boring. so. It's such a drag. It, it goes on forever. I keep on saying such a drag and thinking of the C3PO line from Attack of the Clones. <laughs> such a drag. <laughs> um, but he he's. Yeah, he's just sniping and everything. It's, it's terrible. But the third act kicks in. I do really enjoy the third act. I, my favorite thing inside the entire film is the smallest thing on face of planet Earth. So it's it not is, the Darth Vader scene? No. It is small. It's like a two-second moment. It is literally just that when the Death Star shoots, it hits the tower with Krennic on it first. That's kind of cool. I love, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love seeing the laser just hit right through the tower before yeah. it hits the Earth. And I love that. Krennic's also great. I love Krennic. I, I really dig He's into Krennic. He's my favorite character in the whole entire movie. He's a great to be villain. honest. He... He he isn't Ben Mendelsohn's just a good actor. Yeah, he isn't super in depth, but you get he has he has this relationship with this creation he has. Yeah. And and he wants to hold on to that and, and they're trying to like take it away from him almost and do their own thing with it. And he wants to hold on to it so badly because that's his that's his creation. He's just such a great like he's a perfect cast yeah. for a imperial officer guy. And, and Rogue, I love his costume. His costume's so cool. Rogue One for me the cheesy moments work better than something like Mandalorian just because Mandalorian to me feels very like kind of gritty down to earth. Yeah. Whereas like Rogue One does have those moments like the speech like rebellions are built on hope. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Things like that where it's like cheesy but Which you know is what like, I Star tweeted on Instagram when I got this uh, tattoo. I said rebellions built on hope. Because it says oh, hope in Arbesh. Oh, yeah, I know, it, I know it's hope in Arbesh yeah. or whatever the hell. What is the hell that language is? <laughs> Whatever, man. Um, no, it's cool. The, uh, the final act, though, is fantastic. I do enjoy the Darth Vader stuff, no matter how fanboy he is. I actually really enjoy, and quite honestly, I might enjoy it more, is the first Darth Vader scene versus the second one. That's a very Oh, really? Opinion. I don't like that scene because J- uh, J- um, James Earl Jones sounds very old. And I also feel like the costume looks weird. I like the way they know the they costume looks really weird in that scene. I think the whole costume looks like a Halloween costume, like it does in Star Wars Four. No, hold on, watch your mouth. <laughs> like, no, I don't. I don't know. I just always say it looked weird in that scene. Like I like the scene; it's fine. But to me, it's it's not till he gets on the show. Everybody hates the pun at the very end. I love it. Oh, I don't mind. Yeah, choking your own. Uh, yeah, choke, yeah. Don't choke on your aspirations, director. <laughs> Is that your Darth Vader voice? Yeah, sure. Well, what the fuck? What do, what do you think I'm going to That's not Darth Vader. <laughs> what do you think I'm going to sound like? Oh, my God. Anything Don't better? choke on your aspirations, director. It's better. That's better. That's something better. It's <laughs> anyway. like General Grievous. The time to abandon ship. <laughs> yeah, no. I, um, yeah. 
you are right. The Rogue One is beautifully shot. There's like images that are straight out of like 2001: A Space Odyssey. Like, oh, there is. There's that great shot with the Death Star like upside down above the planet. It's the sun and sun. Yeah, so cool. There's yeah, it's 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 a really well made movie. You're right. It 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 is is not. um, I do not rewatch for the characters. Fun fact: I had a friend, well, this girl I work with, and she said uh, she was the Rise of Skywalker trailer came out, and I was really excited. She was like, I just, I don't care about these new sequels. Like, they just, you know, they're not Star Wars, blah, 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 all of the same bullshit. And she goes, but, you know, oh man, she goes, Cassian Andor, he's the best character of the new Disney Star Wars movies. And I was like, it literally took me a second to remember who that was. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like oh, the dude from, the, like, the main dude from Rogue One? She was like, yeah, I was like, what? It's like, what? And then they, like, a week after she said that, it was announced that they're making a Cassian Andor TV show. And I was like... What fucking alternate dimension do I live in where Cassie and Andor is, like, an interesting... Like, what? Like, the thing about Cassie and Andor that fans love is that they love this whole idea that, like, oh, he's so... He's so conflicted. Like, he's... He's doing... He has to do some dirty stuff to be a... To be a... But they only show him doing it once. Also, there's plenty of characters. There's plenty of characters. There's, like, Lando's considered that at first. Yeah, like... And then Han's kind of like that, even. Fucking... Poe Dameron's arc is better in Last Jedi about that. The idea of him... What he what is he what does he risk exactly? To, yeah. to, he's risking everything to to basically save the day. Yeah, but it's like at what cost? You know, and it's yeah. so it's like yeah, no, I'm sorry, no, no. no Cassian Andor is not, look not at, a good can, character just because he says one line where he says, "I've been in this fight since I was six years old." You cannot look at like yeah, you cannot look at like an Adam Driver or like a Kylo Ren and be like in the sequels and be like, "Oh, Cassian Andor is more interesting." Like, what? That's so weird to me. It's so weird. Um, and then I like Felicity Jones a lot as an actress, but I, you know, she's, she's, she's fine in this. I know she's bad, but it's well, like, she's hot. So she's fine in this. She's fine. <laughs> um, Jesus. uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I, you know, I, I like Rogue One. I like it a lot. Um, but it is a movie that it's a fun, fun story. I showed, I showed my girlfriend, we were watching Star Wars movies and she's like, Oh, let's watch Rogue One. Cause she really likes the new ones. She really likes the Disney ones. And uh, we put it on, and she got 20 minutes into it, and she looked at me, and she said, this is fucking boring. And I was like, okay, I'll, we'll, we'll watch something else now, I guess. <laughs> what are you thinking about? You're looking like you're thinking. It's really bugging me. Uh, uh, never mind. Don't even, don't even ask. But I can see, I can <laughs> see, I always say Rogue One is like the Star Wars stuff movie. And if you like Star Wars stuff, you're going to really like it. If you like the details of Star Wars, and I do like it, so I really like it. But I also don't think it's a, it's a... A crowd pleaser. It's not like it's not. It's not going to get everyone into Star Wars like a movie like uh, Sports Awakens did. I also love uh, whenever you hear it too. There's a repeat and a sound effect. I want you to listen to this next time you watch it. Cause you'll never forget it. Okay. There's a part where this little kid is screaming. Uh, and yeah, so and the them. baby yell that she does it repeats and it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like and then you hear. It's crowded. It's re- it's really funny. Uh, I think it's repeated. It totally sounds exactly the same. But uh, and by the way, uh, what oh, I'll... we didn't talk about Saw Gerrera because we do his voice all the time. For his, I actually like Saw Gerrera. I like Saw yeah. We talk about his voice all the time. I like how um, I think is it Rebels that dives into a little bit, a little bit more. He's in Rebels, yeah, because I... it's like makes him more of like a radical Je- he... Jedi Fallen Order. Also, but kind he, of does a yeah, he's, bit a, he's but he sh- appeared first in Clone Wars. Yeah, he's dived into as like a radical, which yeah. is which I've he always shows, found cool. It doesn't dive into that a lot during Rogue One, but it definitely. Well, he's still yeah, he's a, he's a Clone Wars, right? That's why I started. That he was his character in Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, no. Um, yeah, Rogue One. I mean, I like it. I enjoy it. I think it's a fun movie. Um, but I do, I do believe that it is sort of, it uses the iconography of Star Wars and the images to kind of distract you from the fact that it's not quite a great movie. Do you think there are, do you think there are character defining moments in, in Rogue One? Not in the way that there are in, um, other, not, yeah, not in the way of like, um, Uh, like like Ray, you know, like Ray and Kylo fighting with guards or something. You know, there's not like a moment like that where it's like, oh yeah, that's like that is a. They try with Jyn Erso. There they is try with the hologram scene, especially. I like that part, it? but it's it's a good scene. It's a good it's scene. Fun. I like that. I like the whole like him talking over the. Falls to but her it knees. is it is kind of funny though that it's sort of the beginning of Disney feeling the need to explain everything, in Star Wars like, like that Star Plan. Yeah, like... It, the Death Star plans are not in the main computer. Now, I hate quoting this video because um, it was brought up by Max Landis, who is a rapist now. Uh, well, well, rapist then, too, but is a... Is a now, alleged, <laughs> he's a confirmed rapist. Well, yeah, yeah alleged rapist. Uh, he's, he's a terrible human being. Um, but he did a video about that I did think a couple years ago that I thought kind of pointed out something kind of interesting, which is that he liked Rogue One, but he said, like, why he's like isn't the whole point of the fact that the Death Star has this weakness the the hole that would you know the, the blow it up doesn't that make them great is make it great because it sort of makes the Empire so they're so full of themselves and yet they can't mm-hmm. stop this basic design flaw they don't even know about it and they like just don't worry about it but that just shows the hubris or not even the hubris but like the 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 uh, the cockiness yeah, and the stupidity of them and that's kind of what makes it so great is that they built this incredible machine and they. It's ironic. Exactly. It's ironic. Exactly. And that, doesn't that make that's what makes it great? Yeah. Not that it's like, oh, I put this flaw in it because it's like it's like that stupid nitpicky. Like, well, why thing? That's ironic. That's weird that they just never like. It's like, well, now it's like, oh, well, here's the explanation as to why it's Jinnerso's father yeah. actually implanted the weakness because he was going to show that the rebellion. And it's funny and, and to show that that movie, in terms of the characters, does not have a lot of power. It's like I never watch Force. I never watch New Hope and go like, oh, wow. Jinnerso sacrifice really changed the way I look at a new hope. Can, can we talk about this time when um this is this is another uh, event involving you and your dad when it came up to Star Wars when uh I mentioned in front of your dad that I was like uh he, he was like oh yeah you were like Todd didn't really care for it that much and and we we were kind of all talking about it for a minute and I mentioned I was like yeah I, there was this really weird scene that made no sense with the tentacle monster that was like the bugala the bugalit the bugalit and uh, and um and it i was like it didn't do anything for the whole entire movie and i just saw your dad like tilt his head he was like oh <laughs> he just sat yeah. there thinking about it for it's like true. a it, it, it has no point it has literally no point in that movie <laughs> that might actually to me like i always like think of like what are the most like like pointless irrelevant to the plot uh things in all of star wars and I literally go to that one because they make it seem like it's relevant. It's not well, even it, like a pointless and fight he's scene. Like, and he doesn't even like lose his mind. Yeah, it's not even like a pointless fight scene. It's not like the Wrath Tar stuff that's at Force Awakens or like the Droid Factory and Attack the Clones. It's it's literally a scene that makes it seem like there's something going on and then there's nothing. Okay. It's like almost like the editors just forgot to do that. Yeah, it it's out. weird. It's really weird. Um, it's like the, I feel like the, they like work so long in this creature, like, please keep it in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it, it's really strange. The, um,. The Empire stuff, though, is great. I really do like the Empire stuff. Um, and it's not really a nostalgia thing for me, which is really weird. I didn't even 
get a lot of like big nostalgia feels during the movie. Uh-huh. I probably will during Rise of Skywalker if there's a lot of prequel stuff. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here's to be. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Do all the things. <laughs> um, but uh, I did get a little bit. But the, I, I think the main thing for me is that I just thought it was so gorgeous just seeing these like the Empire, like the the Death Star, the Star Destroyers, the ATSTs. The um the two star destroyers smashing straight through each yes, other. Yes, I love that part. That moment and the music swells up with it. It's like da da. There's a Rogue One Rogue One theme during it. Um, I think all those moments are just beautiful looking, and especially capturing the Empire in like yeah. you know, almost like a 4K setting. Uh, also one other comment about it. Um, I would like to comment about Michael Giacchini. The um, Giacchino, yes, Giacchino. Yes. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, he's the um, he's yeah he's one of the best. Um, he. No, I'm not. I'm not insulting him at all. No, no, no. He's great. He's great. I I think it's really interesting because he is a composer. I've always noticed he re- he reminds me of directors that you can grab like kind of like last minute to make something. Yes, but he still does like a really good job. Yeah, I think um, Giacchino. I think I I love him because whenever I think oh he just kind of does the same thing, then you'll hear one of his Pixar scores like Ratatouille or Incredibles or Up, and you're like yeah. oh wow he's really good. Um, or even the lost score and stuff, and I think you know, I think he he's very safe. I do think he does a really good job of kind of making themes that sound John Williamsy, but still his own voice. Some of the music's actually my favorite part of that movie. Like um, Rogue One's got some really, really good, good music, music yeah. and I love like there's this the stuff on Jeddah that has like this almost like electric electronics sound, which is really new for Star Wars, and I really liked it. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of done talking about Rogue One. I actually have more to talk about the movie that I don't like. Hmm. Wow. Which is which is interesting. Solo, a Star Wars starry. Would you like to explain? We didn't play the plot of Rogue One, but it's pretty simple. Do you want to explain the plot of Solo? Mm-hmm. Go for it. I'll do it. So, Han Solo grew up on the streets of Corellia. He uh, he. That was is, the dorkiest. Like he <laughs> is. He owes something to a person named Lady Proxima. Who he is actually in a relationship right now with Kira, and Kira <laughs> and him are both planning on running away. Wait, who is Kira played by? Amelia Clark, Daenerys hottest... Targaryen herself. Oh, I or was just gonna you. say the hottest human being ever. But she's a very good looking. That's an understatement, but it's all right. <laughs> but I even think she knows it, so I don't even think it's bad for me to say that. <laughs> um, but. Either way. Okay, so they're both in a relationship. They're both like, oh, we're going to run away together, have a little happy little fairy tale, blah, blah, blah. All right? And he's got the little dice hanging up on the thing. He's oh like, God, right, you're the dice and just <laughs> tell me. <laughs> yeah. Basically. They're going to run away. Right before they run away, they get caught into a little bit of a quinky dink where the stormtroopers are like, yo, we got you. Like, we got we got your girl, bro. No, it's stormtroopers. Sorry, the little, the, the, the people, security, whatever. The, the mobsters. The mobsters. Yeah. And, um... They end up selling her to a guy named Dryden Avos. And Han Solo ends up saying, I'm going to come back to rescue you on Corellia because he does not know she's been sold to Dryden Voss. He gets caught up in a crew, Woody Harrelson, all of them, whenever he joins the Imperials. And then he meets Chewie. They both all go on an adventure. And it ends up kind of crossing over with Dryden Voss, who owns Kira at the time. And then they owe Dryden Voss stuff. Mm-hmm. So they go off and go do that. And then... That's the movie. They got to go do that, and they come back, and blah, blah, Dragon Boss, and then both fight, blah, blah, Woody Harrelson portrays them. Oh, wait, never mind. That is the whole movie. I used... 
I don't like this movie, but I used to hate it. No, you did. I hated this movie, and I still hate a lot of it. I immediately was pissed because this came out after Last Jedi, and though I have mixed feelings on some of the choices in Last Jedi, I overall really, 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 really liked that movie. And I liked that it was different. But this came out at the height of that the divide in that movie. It came out five months later, which was a bad time to release a Star Wars movie. One, you don't. It, I think it was sort of like you're oversaturating the market. And two, when people are already so divided on Last Jedi, you need to wait a little bit before you release a Star Wars movie, in my opinion. And it was um, a movie that I will absolutely admit that I definitely prejudged before I saw it because it's an, yet another Disney Star Wars movie that had really bad production problems, but this one's, like, the worst. Like, yeah. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who we love... Well, we don't know. Maybe Rise of Skywalker's the worst. The worst in terms... <laughs> no, I mean, well, in terms of what happened behind the scenes. Yeah. Because we never... This is the only time we've ever publicly lost directors in the midst of shooting a film. Yeah. Even Gary. The weird thing was, that was, like, pretty big news, too. Like, I think a lot of people knew about it, that who weren't even, I think, like, yeah, even yeah. big movie fans, they heard about all this. And then there was, like, reports that Alden Ehrenreich, who plays Han Solo in the movie, was... Um, was going to be was was needed an acting coach and all yeah. this stuff and I think like it just put a damper on everything. I mean, Phil Lord and Chris Miller were supposed to direct it, who we love. Um, working from a script by Lawrence Kasdan and his son John Kasdan, which was exciting that Lawrence Kasdan was writing another Star Wars movie after Force Awakens. Also, he's working with the character that he likes. The but most. apparently, he kind of just wrote the treatment, and his son kind of, from what I understand, his son kind of did the most of the work. Um, and he wound up not being happy with the overall product. But apparently, the reason they got fired is because they kept kind of Phil Lord and Chris Miller kept kind of making the script too comedic. And making the characters give like twenty different takes, like it was a twenty one Jump Street situation. And although I'm sure that movie would be more interesting, I think Disney was scared because of the, especially after the response to the humor in the Last Jedi and the two other sequels, they were like, "We got to chill." So I think they they fired them there, and um, it was costing a lot of money in it. So I heard all about this stuff, and I was very much like, "This movie's gonna be a fucking disaster." Like, first of all. I don't want a Han Solo origin movie. Nobody does. Nobody does. I think that's the thing everyone was like, even every fan was that's like... That's why it didn't even make money. Well, no one, because you... When people... It's weird. When I told people about this movie, their first reaction was, Han Solo's not... Harris Ford's not playing Han Solo. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Because it's like... I, I was able to get kind of past that, because I knew, like, well, duh, of course, it's a yeah. prequel. But it is... It's like, Harrison Ford is Han Solo... Yeah. And it's just, like, hard to say this new kid is Han Solo now. It's the same as I think if, like, Marvel came out and said, we're making an Iron Man right. without Robert Downey Jr. It's also weird because it takes place too close to the events of A New Hope. The fact that he would look that different is yeah. hard. Um, but, so, yeah, so Solo is, is to me it was just fan service to an obnoxious level because... It wasn't fa it, even worse than Force Awakens because Force Awakens, while it's fan service in its structure, and it's um, and it's the way it's told, it's very much a New Hope. Um, it's fan service in how you see these little characters, but like Solo to me, every individual scene they could do a quick wink and a nod, a little jokey joke about Star Wars, they would do it, and it really bugged me. Like, and it what it really does that really irks me about Solo is that it takes. The life of Han Solo, it takes everything we've heard about him, the Kessel Run, meeting Chewbacca, getting the Falcon, you know, Lando, all that. It distills it into one, like, week of time. And that, it, it makes Han Solo seem a lot less interesting, and it also makes Han Solo seem a lot more like he's hung up on one day of his life, rather than having these adventures throughout his life. 
Because I, because yeah. to me, it's like which I think's why it would work better as a series. It would work yeah. better as a series. Yeah. Um, and I think the humor is just odd. I think it it feels it's the only Star Wars movie ever, even the prequels, that I have real no no real emotional attachment to, because I had no excitement for it being built up. And when I saw it, it was like it's fine, I guess. Uh, but I just it, it was weird. Um, I also I just um, but I will admit, and I'll get more into it later. We all you talk now, but I will admit. That upon rewatching it, um, it is a fun movie. Like it's a fun, zippy, exciting movie that doesn't get bogged down in the weight of Star Wars um, mythology. It's very much able to be kind of just a fun, exciting, fun Star Wars movie, like Saturday morning cartoon. And I think for a lot of people, a lot of uh, I have, a, I have, a, I know a couple of film critics who think it's one of their favorites since the original trilogy because it, it it's not too worried about the idea of the dark side. And the Jedi. It's just kind of a fun space adventure movie. And I respect that about it. And I do think I can I can now I get it. I can understand. Don't agree, but I can understand why someone would say it's a better movie than Rogue One. Because it is a better film. Like it has more developed characters. There's more emotional weight to the characters. They're more charismatic. And I get that. But as a Star Wars fan, there's just things in it that, to me, feel overly on the nose and fan servicey, and I, 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 I'll nitpick it to death. But I just it, it frustrates me. But you tell me about Solo because I know you don't dislike it as much as I do. Um, yeah, I don't. Probably because I went into it, I thought it was gonna be ass. Yeah, I think we all did. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that was like fun, I guess. Like I, I remember. <clears throat> I remember I didn't. I felt really off about the way it started because I don't even think his hands are real in that first shot. Um, I, I don't. I legitimately believe it's. Let's. I think it's CGI, uh, and and it looked really awkward to me when I first saw it. Um, but I do enjoy like the first shot, like the tracking shot of him going around Corellia and all that stuff. I, I'm of the sorry. I'm sorry. You're all good. I, no. I was gonna say I, I I'm of the minority in saying that some people, most people say the third act of the movie gets good. I'm of the belief that the movie starts out really strong and then gets worse. Because that opening track, that that whole tracking shot, that whole that whole escaping from Lady Proxima and stuff, that whole speeder bike chase, that whole um, uh, land speeder chase is great. Yeah, super fun, in my opinion. I don't think Kira should have been in the movie. No, really, I think that she's one of the worst parts. I also think that Dryden Voss is terrible. I hate her. Like, and, and and here's the thing: I'm not even the type of person that like lo- like wants fan service ever, but like. When you got somebody, like, with, like, a history with, like, other people that have been inside the saga, like, honest to God, like, I really was curious, like, I was like, why, why didn't you just have, like, anybody like Jabba or anybody take the place of Dryden Boss? And I would have been happier. Like, because you don't even have to develop Jabba. No. Jabba just has to be the, the, the the bad guy who's going to tell, you know, you, you go do this for me. Like, I, I own you now. Like, go do this for me or go get this for me and all this stuff. That's all you got to have it be. And you can easily have it be switched around to where Han Solo goes from being a good guy to a scoundrel rather than going from a scoundrel to a good guy, which was really stupid. Um, that was dumb. I like I love the design of Emphy's Nest. I think Emphy's Nest looks dope. I love that. Yeah. Um their little flying things. Also the oh the music's good too. That that whole I was about to talk about yeah the um I think one of the most probably in my opinion one of the most underrated songs in all of Star Wars history is the um is the singing on the train sequence with the Emphy's Nest flying down. I think it sounds yeah, cool. cool. It I sounds like it. awesome. I, I, remember, I remember listening actually 
you know, because I don't, I was not excited for this movie at all. But then the day came where I was gonna see it, and I was like, oh, this is a Star Wars movie, It'd be fun. And I, I listened to the soundtrack on the way to the theater, and I was like, oh, that's dope. Yeah, I like, I like that. Yeah, and I like the, I like the um, song that they sing in Dryden Boss's um, uh, uh, yacht. With the 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 whole Atlantis. the green fish thing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I love like it. Uh, there's a few secondary characters I can do without the Ardenian. I don't like. I don't know his name to save my Rio life. Rio Durant, voiced by John Favreau. Is he really? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, he is. I can tell. John um, Favreau has been in so much Star Wars stuff. We even talked about that. He literally not only did he do he's directed he's producing and writing Mandalorian, but he is also in uh, the Clone Wars where he plays Mandalorian, and now he's and then he was also in Solo where he plays. Right. Yeah, uh, the Ardenian stuff I found kind of stupid. Rio Durant. Yeah. Um, the... I don't even remember the other girl's name. Val. Val. I just remembered it. Val was her name. The Beckett's girlfriend. Don't care for that. I don't care for a lot of the fan service. Uh, there is actually it's so weird because there is some fan service where I thought I was going to get in the movie and I was prepared. I was like, okay, well I'm going to see this. I'm going to see this probably, and and I only got one thing I thought I was going to see. And it was, um, no, sorry, two things. I got the castle run, which sucked. I thought the castle Awful. run stuff it's was so bad. underwhelming. And it's this giant monster. It's so dumb. It I, looked- was, I, did you, I always thought the castle run was like either a race or like a bunch of bounty hunters competing to like get spice. I don't know. And I know it's on castle, but I always felt it was like, I just felt it was weird. Some being chased by TIE fighters too. Like you could have, you could have made it like a fun bounty hunter yeah, film. Yeah, the whole movie yeah. could, you could have made a whole castle run movie. Yeah. I've always thought that's the way to do it. That's the way I think too is that. Don't make a Han Solo origin story. Let Han Solo and Chewie already be a thing. Yeah. And then make a, a fun movie of that. The problem with Solo 2, and my biggest issue with that, I think, is that they really want to make this movie a hero's journey. It's like he he, he wants to he wants to fly in the stars. He wants to leave this small, this planet. You know, he's, he's he wishes to... I'm be- alone. Han so low. Oh, yeah, get to that. Hold on. We just gotta say, I'll get to that. Uh, oh my god, I fucking hate that. Um, but the fact, but um, he's on this planet and like he wants, he wants something better, you know. And and he's in love with this girl and and he's gonna fly. He goes on this adventure and he learns about friendship and and you know and but the problem is that's Luke Skywalker, and Han Solo is not Luke Skywalker, mm. and Han Solo doesn't care about anybody. Except himself. And he shouldn't until A New Hope. Because mm-hmm. that's the entire arc. He shouldn't really until the end of Empire Strikes Back, where he literally sacrifices himself. Mm-hmm. Like, he should not be that guy yet. It, it, it and, they, been... and they fix it in the end, where he's like, well, no, I don't really care. But he's like, oh, you're a hero, huh? And he's like, ha Don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. I hope. It's like, but it's like, <laughs> he's, they, it's like, you can't, that doesn't work for Han Solo. That does not work. He needs to be an asshole the whole movie, and I know that's hard to do, but you have to do that because if you make him a hero, he's just Luke Skywalker. Well, I mean, when, when I found out he was on his own planet with a girl and everything, and he went, I was like, why is he, why is he Anakin or Luke? That's weird. Yeah. Also, too, the fact that there's this, the fact that Han Solo left, started his adventure, and met Chewie all to build up to meet to seeing this girl that we've never heard about. Yeah. In the original trilogy is just dumb. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's. I don't think that's. I don't like that. I don't like that he has this, like, truer love with this girl named Leia. Bugs me. Um, and, yeah, there's just all this all this stuff that really bugs me. Of course, this, and then there's the, the simple things, the simple explanations of how things happen. The idea that the Falcon, to me, the Falcon was always dirty because it was a ship that was been passed down. It's like this really fast ship, this really capable ship, but it's always been the kind of passed down, passed down, passed down. It's rusty, it's old. 
But in this movie, it's like, it's all nice when Lando has it. And then it gets blasted by a few TIE fighters in certain areas, and it leaks oil all over the place, and it burn, leaves burn marks, and therefore that's why the ship is like that forever. It's like just simple, dumb stuff like that. Or the fact that the worst one is that Han, like Han Solo, which was just a cool name, we didn't need an explanation, but it's like someone went, that's ironic that he's alone and also his last name is Solo. Solo. <laughs> so they're like, oh, and so the writers are like, oh. That was, yeah, I don't know who was smoking what when they came up with that. That was, that. that's horrible. I, I don't know how that was even in the movie, really, it's to be so frankly be honest bad. with you. Like, and it's canon now. Well, the funny thing was, because you remember, there was a whole thing where, where they said, you're going to learn how you get his name in this movie. Everyone freaked out, and they said, oh, no, you're not. That's just, that's just his name. Yeah. Like, that's his name. We're not doing that. And then the movie comes out, and they still did they it. They still did it. And I'm like... Were you like, were you like scared because it's a pivotal scene where he joins the Empire? I just hate the way it's done too. Where he's like, Han, what's your last name? He goes, I don't have a last name. He's like, who are you with? He's like, I don't have anybody. He's like, hmm, Han. And he just looks up. He's solo. And he's like, Dun. it's like, oh my god. I would have preferred him honestly. It'd be like a joke where literally he just doesn't say solo, and in fact he says an opposite thing from that. Yeah, like he just says like, oh, Han. The loner and <laughs> puts them in as that. Oh my god! I would have preferred. Do you ever watch Kylo Ren reacts videos? Um, they're oh, so I've seen funny. Them. I've seen them. But yeah. he's like, he's the guy who the, the Kylo Ren's reviewing the movie, and he's like, he's like, it's pretty pretty good that he came out with them the first try. He would have thought he would have been like Han, lonely boy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Han abandoned. <laughs> the, um, I do. I enjoy the. I'll say the things I love because there are things I do love. I. I do love, I know me and you kind of have mixed feelings about this, but I I do love the scene where him and Chewie both meet. It's actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I like that scene. I don't like when he speaks Shirawook to him. I like it. Ugh. I think I think for me it worked because when I was sitting in the theater and I first heard it, I was like, I was like, huh. And, and all these things to me, I'm like, they just either make sense or don't. And I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, like, he's understood him all these fucking yeah. years. He's bound to know something. My thing, though, my thing, though, with that... The only thing I com- actually confuses me and slightly annoys me with that is that Wookie, uh, uh, Chewbacca understands English. Yeah. Chewbacca that's what, under- that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. I'm like, why does he have to speak it then? Because he immediately understands English by the next scene, so it's like, why would... That's what maybe, maybe he doesn't know he speaks English. I, I don't know, but like it, it was just kind of weird. And, well, yeah, um, he does because he calls him a moof milker, and he's like, he gets mad about it. So like he clearly understands English. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then um, it's just dumb. It is it's weird. dumb. It's, it's weird. Tyler. It's a dumb. But I love that. Fucking I love that scene. I like that. I do like that. Scene. I like. It's way, a dumb movie. Yeah. I do love that. I've already I've pointed out. Chewie's introduction is great because mm. it's like. Oh yeah, it's him coming. Out. Oh, really, yeah. You hear the, you hear the feet. It's like yeah, he's like a monster. I love that. Yeah. Cool. And uh, I. I love how they're both chained together and he's dragging them, and I think all that stuff's really well That's done. That's fun. I they, also, I also don't think. I will give credit where it's due. I actually think Alden Ehrenreich's good in this movie. I think it's a shame that that there was so much bad press around him needing an acting coach and everything because I think he's solid. I think he's genuinely likable, and I think um, he did. He had an impossible task because you have to play Han Solo after Harrison Ford, and no one's gonna like you. You know. Yeah. I, I honestly think he's better than everyone talks about how good Don and I, I'm the biggest Charles Gambino and biggest Don Glover fan but people talked about how like oh Don Glover is what steals the show is Lando but I disagree I think his Lando is fine but I think it's it's sort of like like many things in this movie I think it's just it's a stereo it's, it's the um, 
stereotype of the character. Yeah, it's like the ba- they take the basic elements of this character, they dial them up to eleven. That's what they do with a lot of new movies. <laughs> it's like it's like a Mike on Rather Media always brings up about Kirk in the new Star Trek movies, where it's like, oh yeah, he's like in the in, there's a couple things in the Star Trek where he's uh, the. TV shows and the movies where Kirk's kind of a player. He kind of yeah. people. The first one, he's like eating the but, apple. But in this one, yeah, he's cocky. But, yeah. but in but in but he, they raise it to a certain level where he just seems like an idiot. And the new Star Trek, where he's like, seems like he's really like doesn't care about other people's feelings. Like that's not that's yeah, not. No, yeah. But Lando, it's like Lando's smooth, and we all love. He loves. He's very fashionable. But they dial it up to like that's all his character is. And I think the only reason people he's like fashionable and smooth is because he's played by Billy D. Williams in the movie. But it's not like Lando himself is always like. Yeah. worried about his appearance and yeah well that's always the thing that bothered me about Lando and said this one is because Lando talks about like he has like his whole entire dress closet and yeah he's got, like it's, it's a it's, fun it's a fun performance it's a, like I think Donald it's was, a really good impression yeah it's a good, it's it's a good a fan, impression it's a that's fantastic impression like I, there's, I, I was listening to watching Empire Strikes Back the other day and whenever I hear Billy D Williams talk I'm like you know Don Glover sounds exactly he does like a good that. he's really but it's a, it's an impression and that's why I prefer all Nairnekis on Solo because he's he's it's a it's an evocation he's he's got the basic things down to make you think Han Solo, but without having to be, like, follow a certain... Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was honestly worried for a while. I was like, dude, honestly, I have a feeling that, like... You remember when you were joking around about how, like, I was like, oh, at the end of the movie, it's gonna be, like, right before he walks in the Maz Eisley canteen, they're gonna, like, slightly CGI his face just to make oh, him look so like Han. That. <laughs> and make him look more like Harrison Ford, like, break his neck. That's so terrifying. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now the, uh... I I love the um, I love him and Chewie both meeting. I love the uh, Dryden Boss's lair area. I think all that stuff's great. I like hate it. the design of that place. Really? I, I really... hate the lighting. I hate the way it's lit. I hate that it's everything's so dark. I hate that everything. And that might just be the yacht that I really. The like. The whole movie looks like it's shot through silhouette. Like I don't know why. Like there's this weird. Everyone's like backlit, and it really bugs yeah. me. Yeah. Well, the, the movie has a very weird color color palette some of it looks cool i love like the look of um i do think like there are things i like i like the um i think the spice mines look weird spice mines look really weird they all looks like they all look like sets to me cheap sets whereas like last jedi like gorgeous right before it awakens you can tell they put the effort like we're gonna make but but it looks like they look like sets You you would think they would have more of a set too for the uh for for solo for like the millennium falcon but it always feels like still just the same like Three places, three areas. Although I do, I will give credit to do. They do. This is the the only movie that ever has one tracking shot where you go from outside into the Falcon, which I always thought was cool. Oh yeah, that just is kind of yeah, yeah. you've never seen that before. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, I just um, that was always bugged me. I don't, I don't like L three, which is a bummer because I love. I've, I've wa- never liked L three. There's um, there's a show. I I, rec- I recommend you another show. I know you're in Star Wars mode, but there's a show called Fleabag, which is what Phoebe Waller Bridge, who plays, is known for. She's the writer and star of it, mm-hmm. and she is so hilarious. It is so funny. It is so just great and sweet and dark and, and and gross. And it's so, it's such a good show. So yeah. it's so funny. It's one. It's I think AV Club put it as their best show of the year. It's phenomenal. Um, so knowing her now, I love her more, but. I was always kind of just like, what's the point of her in this movie? I don't hate her like some people do. Some people really hate L3. I actually will not lie. I laughed a couple times when she does stuff. I love her, like, kind of the way she moves her, moves around. But I do think it's just kind of like... It's like every Star Wars movie needs a droid now. And she's the she's just to me kind of the bottom of the barrel. Um, There's also that weird implication that, they're, that her and Lando fuck. 
I don't like that at all. The um, <laughs> sorry. I always find it so weird that that's actually like in the movie. Like this it's, whole it's, it's, part, it's heavily. It, yeah, it's not like it's not like a thing where like, where part where Kira is like, how does that work? And she's like, it oh, works. It works. And, and then, I'm like, oh. And like, then there's that part where she's like, oh, my joints are. You have to do that thing later. And he's like, Ugh. it's like it's like oh ew. I hate how I hate. I hate sex in Star Wars. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I, I literally hate sex in Star Wars. I don't like it. Like, it bothers me. Like, even, even, dude, even, I love Last Jedi. Even Last Jedi has that scene with Maz Kanata where she's, like, sitting there, and they're like, they're like, oh, his code breaker sounds like he can do anything. She's like, oh, yes, he can. I, like, I don't and mind, like, like, I fucking hate that. I don't mind, like, sexual tension. I don't mind, like. I don't mind sexual tension. I hate, like, the aspects of, of implica- literally actual implicating actual sex. Yeah. Like, I, I, I hate it. It bothers me. Yeah. Beyond belief, yeah. And I think there's even because I think there's sexual tension in Empire, obviously between Leia and Han. Yeah, and there's also even some between Anakin and Padme. And or the honestly, I think there's a lot of it between Kylo and Rey in Last Jedi. We'll get into that later. But I think there, I think a, there is. I'm not saying I agree. There's with one you. scene where I think they're 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 very intimate, and it's not even the dude. He intent, scene. dude. Ryan Johnson wrote a scene where he is shirtless when he sees her, and he doesn't. It, that's come on. If that's not putting together something there's a reason for honest that. to god i always thought that it's just like this thing just connects them at like very like awkward moments i guess but he wrote it man honestly i don't even think that was the scene my scene was always the elevator one where they're just both like very up close to i always think of the part where they touch fingers to me that's like hot as fuck <laughs> <laughs> no, okay anyway no um uh, but uh, yeah i um i don't know I, yeah but uh no l3 i just don't like that much but the, i L three, yes. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on this fucking tangent about L three really. Quickly. Okay, okay. Um, I will say what I like about L three, and it's one thing. I love the concept of L three. I actually really love the concept of the idea because the the droid revolution. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Star, Star Wars has always been technically racist towards droids. Droids. It always had no. It has no, been. Like, it always has been in the prequels. It is in the originals. It is and. I'm not going to lie, if you're going to have this whole entire universe where things can be whatever, there are probably very sentient beings that are robots that would do this. So I don't mind the idea of it at all. I th- I think the execution of it is fucking awful. I hate... There's this new thing where the droids are so sentient that it's like, why the fuck yeah, are like they... Yeah, K2SO. Yeah, it's like, why the fuck are they even droids? Like, yeah. 3PO, yes, he's he's... Green, he has a, but he's still very oh talks like this a very robotic has a very robotic yeah K two and are so fluid it's like who who programs it's just weird it's weird the um then all the all the comments like the little like kind of be like trying to be like jokes like like get your presumptuous ass out of my seat things like that I, I you know what like. I hate is uh I, you know what I've officially declared ass as a word you can use in the Star Wars universe okay. because it's been used three times now. They use it in the latest episode, the last episode of Mandalorian too, a couple times. I'm like, that's fine. Uh, I'll accept it. Last Jedi has I hate, I hate the Last Jedi one. <laughs> the gas door. Oh, it's such a, anyway, but that's whatever. Um, but I, there's lines, there's just dialogue, like, because it's sort of like, it's like, oh, it's like, it's like the base level Star Wars jokes. Like, like, what's your name? Ch- Chewbacca. Well, Chewbacca! I'm gonna use nicknames. I'm not calling you that. He's like, oh, because he's gonna call him Chewie. It's like so stupid. It's not even brought up later, too. He just starts calling him Chewie. I know. And then um, there's like just all this junk. Um, 
where it's just like, and then everything is a reference. Everything is a reference. Everything. Oh, the D forty four pistols. I was called. Yeah, every everything's reference. Even to the point where like Lando sees Beckett at one point, and he goes like, he goes, "Ah, oh, you really helped me out with R.S. Singh." On, and I'm like, because oh, R.S. Singh is a background character in Phantom Menace. That's great. That's great. It's like we we get it. We get it. Do you want to know one reference I love? Terakasai. Huh. Sorry, that's really who the f- who the fuck, it, what, dude? You need to leave my house right now. Like I'm done <laughs> no, with you. No, I'm sorry. Do you know about Do you know about the video game Masters of Terakasai? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. now I know. What you're There's talking the about. part where Kira beats up that one guy, and L3's like, "Whoa!" She's like, "Where'd you learn to do that?" She goes, "It's the art of Terakasai." And I was like, "That made me literally." I was drinking my soda, and I went because I will give credit where it's due. I was drinking my soda, and that I went. And I was like, "Did they just reference the fucking Terakasai video game?" Like, okay. I, I, didn't hate, I hate references, that. that's but that's a deep cut. So that, I will give them respect. Cool. I will cool. give them respect for that. No, there is a there is a subtly interwoven reference that I don't think a lot of people catch on to. It's actually really it's really well done. It's really because well. I done. hate you. I know. I'm gonna, no. Okay. No. No. It's not. I hate that one. It's not. It's uh, the escape pod. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh god. Uh, <laughs> There's it's a every place escape pod that. It's every reference in the movie. No, there is the reference when they both sit down to do the gambling thing, and it's not the gambling. And, um, is it the hand? Hand. I yes. love that. Yes. That is cool. But I, I love it simply because, and not many people catch on to it, it's not like he's just calling him hand just because he calls him hand. It's because when Han sits down, he calls Sabak Sabak. Sabak, yeah. And then yeah. it's like a perfect... <laughs> because, and he knows he's fucking with him. Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, I know you're hustling me. So he literally is like, okay, hand. Like yeah. he's calling I, him That hand. whole Sabak scene is great. Yeah. It's I, really fun. I love that. I was like, dude, that's like a smart reference. Yeah, that's I was like, one. that's like, because you have to actually think and be like, Oh, that's why he called. That's so cool. Like yeah. it's this little like they don't even need to say it too. It's like it's just something that they just have to. You but have to actually off, look into it. Off topic a little bit, you know. But uh, Billy D. Williams was on um, Jimmy Kimmel the other night promoting Rise of Skywalker, yeah. and uh, there was a segment where they asked. Uh, it was like kids ask um, actors questions, and asked Star Wars actor. And one of these kids was like, "Why did you call um, Chewbacca Chewbacca?" Was it? And he goes, and Billy D's like, "To be perfectly honest, I think I just." I think I mispronounced it. They kept it in. He's like, he's like, that's why I called him Han. I just they just kept it in. But no, that's a, that's a good reference. That's a I, solid reference. I enjoy that one. The uh, and it's it's something that's cute because it sticks over the whole. That's fun. So going through going through the movie, um, I want to just point out major segments and just kind of get like a little 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 vibe. But if I like it or not, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll go kind of through like through because the movie's very weird. It's very. It's weird it's very we're talking up and more down. about Solo than Rogue One. Rogue One doesn't have anything to talk about. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. No, it's true. About. It's it's a visually breathtaking movie that has really fun shit in it. Yeah. But there's nothing. I think the, the thing yeah. about Rogue One I like too. What I want to say why I like more than Solo, and and the big thing is that I think what I like about Rogue One is yes, it is fan service, but at the end of the day, um, it doesn't fuck with any characters I know. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because they're all new characters, not great characters. But they're all new, and I at least respect that they're not fucking with like the backstory of characters I love. Anyway, keep going. Solo, okay, so we both agree that we like the Corellia stuff. I think the Lady Proxima stuff is fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, I love I, that that puppet's awesome. I, I think the I think the blue tent looks really weird because I, I think it's just because I don't like I do, I, that joke where he's like, and she's like, you're, that's no, just that's a rock. Kind of, that's like, that's, that's stupid. That's very, that's the, Avengers. Um, I kind of wish she spoke a different language. But that's that's a new thing say. I hate, by the way. That's It's in the Clone Wars, they too. They all speak English, Like, yeah. no. All aliens should speak fucking different languages. Not all yeah, aliens. That's cool. I mean, it's cool to hear them speak different languages. It's always they cool. They all have to, but I wish they would. And um, 
Uh, and even the even her bodyguards do. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know why she isn't, but whatever. So clearly, it's stuff we both really like outside up until the, the Han Solo yeah, thing. Yeah. And then the, oh, and I, the, I don't like the Imperial March. Oh, yeah, that. the Imperial yeah. March is played in the movie. I, well, I, I, um, on the, like a, on a fucking like a promotional video or hologram for uh, all that stuff is fun. So then we got uh, we go into the Imperial War sequence, which is so fucking cheesy, but <laughs> it's pretty well shot though. No, it's cool. I kind of like. I like the, the fact... silhouette of him shooting. Yeah, I like. I like that it, it has this. It feels like a war movie. It feels. It feels more like a war movie than Rogue One does. It's very like. I don't know. Oh, I, yeah, like, I, like this I love how he says, "You'll be flying in the air in no time," and it cuts to him flying in the air from yeah. fucking being blasted. That's funny. That yeah. one's cool. The uh, and so all that's pretty fun. When he meets up with the crew, a lot of those characters are pretty lame. I hate all of them. Yeah, I actually hate them so much. Um, in fact, it cracks me. I, I crack up. I laugh so hard in the theater when I watch it for the first time because they're like. He's like, well, everyone needs a family. Because they're like, Chewie's like, what's he, he, what's he wants to do once he gets his cut? And he's like, oh, I think he said family. And he's like, well, everyone needs someone. He goes, even this old broken down. And it's like so clear. It's like, they're gonna, she's gonna die. Just fucking kill her. I know she's gonna die. Like, can we just, and then like the whole emotional, I genuinely think her and um, Rio Durant were exclusively shot for reshoots. I don't think they were in the script. Because there's that whole scene where he's like, he like gets shot. Like, they're like, the whole like, it's been a ride, babe. And that whole thing, and she gets killed. We're supposed to be emotional about it. So dumb. I hate that. Yeah, I hate. I hate them. I hate all of them. Yeah, that's bad. I, even Beckett is kind of like whatever. To me. I don't like Beckett. I like. Owen, the, I, mean, I love. I love Woody Harrelson, but the train stuff I didn't enjoy. I think it's fun. That's a fun scene. I think it's fun. The I will comment. And I'm always going to point this out because people need to fucking notice this. That whenever she's sitting behind that damn pole, the probe droids don't just fly around the fucking pole to shoot at her before she detonates the bridge. <laughs> It is ridiculous. It is stupid. It goes on for like five minutes too, which is hilarious. It's so bad. Okay, but then after that, you get to the yacht stuff. Um, I, I know we both hate Dryden Vaz. We both don't like Dryden Vaz. I hate Dryden Vaz. He's yeah. the worst villain in all of Star Wars. I agree. Yeah, he's he's by far the worst villain in all of Star Wars, actually. Yeah. He's fucking awful. Uh, and I hate just seeing Paul Bettany. It's really fucking annoying. I don't... I don't I, it, the fact that it was originally cast when Phil Rippers, as was Michael K. Williams from The Wire... I was like, that's such dope casting. Like, I'm going to love that. And then they just recast him as Paul Bettany. Yeah. Paul Bettany's so boring. I mean, he's fine, but he's boring. And like, yeah. That's boring. why they haven't played Vision, because he's boring as fuck. And he like, fly around and say, oh, no, 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 no. No, but he, like, yeah, I just, I, yeah. And there's that whole, that, that whole scene is something about the dialogue or something about the pacing of that scene when they're all talking to him and the... We already got a pilot. Yeah, that, I kind of laugh. I kind of laugh at that part, uh, oh, but yeah, like, it's, whatever. <laughs> He's arrogant. No, I don't know. To me, it's more like it's just these. Just it's like they all start like stuttering and like it feels like like am I watching like a bad mumblecore? No, it's a high school play, bro. Yeah, like what am I watching? <laughs> to me, that's the shittiest stuff. Kira uh, joins them. I don't care for the dress closet stuff. Oh God! <laughs> oh, can we mention the scene that is the George favorite? Lucas? Oh, my Go God. for so it. So apparently. There was a big thing where Ron Howard said, you know, George Lucas directed, helped direct one scene in Solo. He was on the set. Everyone he, freaked out. And he kind of pushed me, he kind of came to me and said, I think you should do this and we should do this. And so I let him direct it. And the one scene, the one shot that happens is um, apparently Ron Howard, it was, um, uh, Kira was putting up one of Lando's jackets and George Lucas felt the need to be like, oh, Ron, I'm sorry. I just, I can't be quiet anymore. There's something I have to tell you. <laughs> like, this needs to be said. And apparently, George Lucas really wanted Han to knock the cape out of her hand when she hangs it up. And there was this big buildup about that. 
And so me and my dad saw the movie. We were like waiting for that moment, and then he did it, and it was so stupid. It was just like it also feels awkward. Like it feels like he kind of misses sort of yeah. when he does it. Yeah. And it feels like such a, it was like, yay! Like it was just the most in, insignificant thing, and the fact that like it was built of like, look what look what George Lucas directed. It's like so stupid. The so we got next is the. Uh, Meeting of Lando, which we like the gambling stuff, yeah, I like that, like the Kessel Run and Spice Mines. Um, I kind of like the the um, Spice Mines scene, not the Kessel Run itself. I kind of like when they're running through, um, and he there's a good there's actually a really funny gag, a really good one, where uh, I do like parts of this movie. I do like parts of this movie. I won't deny. There is a scene when when uh, Chewie rips the guy's arms off, and then Han goes. Great, that's the one that would have fit me, but that's fine. That's fine. Like I, I like that. That banter is funny. Yeah, um, I agree. I think uh, I like. I, it's cute, but I think Lando's little video diary is a little too much. Um, a little too just again, kind of like to that one's. Yeah, I don't like that. One. It, there is you. one part with Lando though in the Spice Mines I actually love uh, when L three does. No, I, th- I thought I laughed. Okay, <laughs> I, I hated L three. No, actually, um, I like the way that's speaking of L three. There's that. There's a tracking shot where he runs to her though. It's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah, I love that so one. Um, the uh, there's two things I want to mention. So L three, I want to talk about how I think that um, I I don't I don't know if I even like to even mention. That. I I think I think L three is weird because um, not only is she just like the super duper sassy droid, which I which, I mean I get it's it's it works I think, but um, I I find her kind of be I kind of I kind of find her to be stereotyping. Mm-hmm. In a way, um, I don't know if that was that was the point or not. And Star Wars has kind of always been known for stereotyping, especially with alien creatures and stuff. But I almost get a stereotype vibe from L three in a lot of ways. What do you mean? Like I, I I find her just to be kind of like a stereotype of like SJW culture. No, 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 no. Like a stereotype of like. In every way that, like, she's, like, CGI'd and, like, literally, like, just certain responses and everything, I always just take it as she's supposed to be playing literally, like, a Medea character. Interesting. In a stereotyping way. Like, and I'm not even trying to be fucked up. Like, Star Wars has had, like, stuff like that before. And I've always kind of taken it that way, being, like, I don't know, I've always kind of taken her character as, like, slightly kind of fucked up in that sense. Okay. I do like the concept of her character. I actually don't don't mind any of that. I just almost think they take it to a level where it feels kind of stereotyping. No, okay, that's fair. I I just yeah, all that stuff is weird to me. Also, of course, sorry. Another thing that bothers me about that scene is, of course, like, Owen, like Willie Harrelson has to wear the skiff guard outfit that Lando oh. wears, and oh, when Lando's ship gets shot and he gets really angry, I like that. Okay. That's what I enjoyed. That was the part with Lando I liked. I don't like this movie. Castle Run's bad. I don't like this movie. Castle I don't really I bad. don't like this the movie. The last third act we still have not talked about. I don't... Cause the whole last third care. act. Everyone says, like, wow, it's double crap. But I called that ending. I called you the day before I saw it. And I said, I guarantee you... I yes, don't... that's fine. What about Darth Maul? Oh, Darth Maul. Um, what about Han Shop first? That is, is that was that a reference? Or you should, is that supposed to be like a? That's supposed to totally supposed to be okay. a hot shot first. He's like, I'm gonna tell you the most important lesson of all. He's about to pull it again. Yeah. Okay. That's 
It's like an obvious hot. That seems person. fine. I, I always crack up that we're like supposed to feel so emotional when Beckett dies, and he's like, I never learned to play the whatever. I know, you remember you, you text me like, I don't understand what, what he's saying. And, and then then you then saw it again, you're like, I was like, that's fucking dumb. I know, he says, I never learned he's to like, play I know, the I instrument. Know. Like, whatever. Oh my god, but uh, no, the Darth Maul thing, that was sort of the final, my final straw with the movie, because it was like, you know, the movie's whatever. I would have left with the movie feeling like, it's fine. It was could have been a, a lot worse. I was not. I did not like. I didn't like it that much. But it was fine. There's there's a lot of little callbacks to the to the actual movie itself with lines that are meant to be emotional, and they come off as hilariously bad because you don't remember what they're referring to. It's just a bad so like song. the instrument thing. Yeah. But also there's a Kira line that's fucking awful. What like is where it? she? Uh, so earlier on in the movie, she's like. She's like every time I every time I dreamed of us going off together, it always made me. And then they get interrupted, and at the very end, she says, "It always made me smile." That's that's what I, that's what I meant. God. And and, and when you hear it, like when I saw, I saw this movie like four times, and I, I every single time I watched it, I was always like, "Oh, I don't know what she's talking about." <laughs> and then I and then I rewatched it finally, and I was like, "That's the how many times she's been in theaters? Theaters twice, maybe." Okay, cool. I was worried you saw it like. How many times did you see Last Jedi in theaters? Five, six times. I saw five times. Yeah. How many times did you see Force Awakens? We both had this competition about Force Awakens. We both saw it, I think, like, ten times. I saw it eight times. Oh, okay. So we both saw me. it right and right, right. Eight times. Well, also, I was working at a theater at the that time, so I could have just gone to go see it. What did you, um, yeah. How many times are you going to see, uh, uh... Probably about three or four. I'm probably going to see it. I know even if I don't like it, I'm probably going to see it again. Yeah. I'm definitely going to see it twice. hundred percent. I, I have to see it with you. On Friday, and then I literally have tickets already bought for Saturday, so I'm seeing it three days in a row. And then um, I'm gonna take my girlfriend to see it, even if I don't like it, because I want her to see it, you know, because I've seen her. See how the story ends. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I mean, I don't. Anyway, um, so yeah, what was I saying? Um, how they set up for sequels? Yeah, well, no, no. You, you were saying, uh, but yeah, no. But you're right. Like, yeah, that's weird. But no, still, so, yeah, this the mall thing. I remember reading the night, the day before, on the really on the way to the theater, and IG was like, "Let's talk about that Phantom Menace cameo." I was like, "Phantom Menace cameo," and then it dawned on me that Ray Park was at the premiere, and I did my same reaction that I had when I read the Rotten Tomatoes score for Rise of Skywalker, which is where I said, "Oh no, oh no," and I was like, "That's not they can't no come on." They're not going to have Darth Maul in the Han Solo movie. But then, um, you know, they cut to Darth Maul. They cut to um, Kira, and she turns on the thing, the hologram. And I didn't even realize, recognize the voice at first because I don't watch the fucking Clone Wars. I was like, that's not the dude from Phantom Menace. And I was like, oh, my God. And then it turns into Ray Park and Darth, Darth Maul. And I was like, this is so dumb. Because I thought, like, what is... First of all, you're connecting Darth Maul to a Han Solo movie. It's such a weird, like yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the last movie you've like, ever watched. What? Like those Darth two characters Maul, too, yeah. are not like what the hell? And then it's like just the whole dialogue is so cheesy, and the fact that he has to show his lightsaber. He's like, oh, he pulls oh it out. and then it goes, yeah, yeah, little duel of the fates in the background. It's like, oh my god, it's so ridiculous, and it goes nowhere. And it's like now, especially, it'll go nowhere because there's never gonna be a sequel to this fucking thing. Thank God. Um... But, TV show? Because I was like, are they really trying to set up Darth Maul versus Han Solo? Yeah, that always bothered like, me. Like, what? Yeah. Like, are you telling me that Han Solo, who doesn't believe in the Jedi religion, who doesn't believe in the Force, 
literally fights a Sith Lord, and yet is like fucking like like annoyed with Luke's like what? Isn't it kind of weird? We would have saw a live action Dothamir in the next one because he says follow. See, I didn't give Dothamir. a shit about that yeah. at the time. I was like, what the fuck is Dothamir? But now that I've seen Night Sisters and stuff, I'm like. Ooh, Dothamir! <laughs> solo, solo two? Anybody? No, I would never. I, I just this movie. The movie to me, it's it's. I, it, when talking about it, there are things I like about it. I do think it's. I think it's a better, genuinely better film than Rogue One. But I think Rogue One's a better Star Wars movie, and Ro- Solo just. It's like I said. It's the only Star Wars movie I feel no emotional connection to because I have a story with every all these movies, and Solo just felt like it just came out on a weekend. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess you Solo. Gotta see Solo because it's Star Wars. I gotta consume, must consume Disney. Must consume Disney. But yeah, no, it's it's not my favorite. But, segue, Solo was the last Star Wars movie a year and a half ago, over a year and a half ago. Now, we are getting the next Star Wars movie and the last entry in the Skywalker Saga, which is The Rise of Skywalker. And, I'm, I'm, I'm ending the podcast, by the way. We're doing we're doing five minutes each of what we think. Oh, like the reviews of Skywalker. So I think we should. do... Oh, are we doing like? Are we doing quick the five minute thoughts about what we what we think is going to happen? Okay, so we're doing that now. Okay. Yep. I already know you kind of have a whole entire thing of what you think the plot's going to okay. be and all this stuff. It's messy. I just have go. Okay. I think that Rise of Skywalker is going to be. It's obviously going to be very fan servicey. I think the plot of Rise of Skywalker will be that Kylo Ren is looking for. Um, there's been talks about how he's looking for Jedi, for Sith artifacts. And there's been voices in his head, you know. And that's been kind of implied that now that Palpatine has been the being, being those voices in his head since Force Awakens. Sort of his love of, of Darth Vader. And even, he may have even been, it's basically confirmed now that Snoke is, was a puppet of his. So I think that um, Palpatine is going to come back. And I think he's going to promise power to... Um, Kylo Ren, if he becomes a Sith, if he embraces the past, he'll give him power. But really, his overall plan is to overthrow Kylo, become Supreme Leader himself, and become the Emperor Palpatine again, reinstate the Empire. And he's going to use that. He's going to let General Hux and the other Richard Grant's um, First Order guy as the plan so they're gonna all stage a coup against Kylo Ren I know more about the villain subplot than I do the main story kind of I know there's the Death Star involved I think there's I think I think there's a whole thing about like them trying trying to find I still have no I literally am so interested how they're gonna do Palpatine just cause I'm like how are they gonna fit this all into a movie apparently they don't do a very good job of it but <laughs> um, but I know they're gonna try so um, but like I think I think that that what's gonna happen is Palpatine is going to betray Kylo with the help of Hux and the rest of the First Order because they don't like being ruled by a by a child who's sort of not balanced. And then uh, Kylo is going to have to join Rey and they're going to have to fight for Palpatine. And that's very basic. It's very simple. They're going to fight Palpatine. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of fan service. I think we're going to get a lot of Force Ghosts. I'm... Now I'm not sure if resurrection of every dead character is off the table because I thought that was kind of ridiculous because I thought Palpatine was the only one, but with some of the people saying it's pure fan service through and through, I can see that happening. Um, I still think it's gonna be Force Ghosts, but I'm not ruling out ruling out seeing Anakin and Luke in the flesh. And um, how do you think it's gonna end? Okay, 
So the final track in the thing is called New Home, right? I think... I don't know. I don't know, actually. I really don't know. Can you pause it? Sorry. Sorry. My dad was calling me about Moe's. Uh, I'm getting a joy bag of donuts. But do I... Uh, I don't... Uh, how do I think it's going to end? I don't know. Um... I think maybe Kylo and Ray might, um, I, th I fornicate. <laughs> Probably. No, <laughs> I think Kylo, wait, well, they might've kids. I don't know at this point. I think Kylo, no, I think I, I'm, I'm still, I still have the belief that Kylo might die. And I think Ray is going to, a new home is going to be, a new, is implying new homes of resistance. And I think she's going to, I think they may even go back to Coruscant. And maybe she reinstates the Jedi Order at Coruscant. And she becomes... She restarts the whole Jedi Order. And I really might... I don't know how it's going to end, but I would like for it to end with uh, 3PO telling the story of the Skywalker saga and, pa and Rey helping her tell the story to a new generation of kids. And they all sit around. She tells the story of Luke Skywalker. That's my hope. All right. I'm going to give and you rebellions my Rebellions are built on hope. I'm going to give you my thoughts, and then we're going to end it, because I actually got to get going pretty soon anyway. Okay. So, I think I'm going to answer every question that could possibly be brought up. I think that the Emperor knew he was going to die. This was planned. Okay. And it's because it's the prophecy. And once the Chosen One's gotten rid of, he can rise up, take back That's over. Good. And now the Chosen One's not in the way. That's very bullshit screenwriter. That's very good. No, I know. That's going to be it. That's no, I agree. It, I, yeah. I, I'm fully on board with that. And, yeah. and he's he's got like this hit. He's like, oh, I've been hiding this whole time. <laughs> you didn't know. And, and he's gonna do what you said, where he's gonna tell, give him Kylo like, go, go get me, go get this, go get that. And then it's all gonna be these holocrons and shit. They're gonna introduce. Is the holocrons are gonna be in this movie yeah, too. Yeah, holocrons. Christ. Gonna, I think Sith holocrons, Jedi holocrons. I think, I think Kylo's gonna be getting them all. He's gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna take all this shit. Nobody else is gonna get hold of this shit. And then they're going to use them, the Emperor is, through Kylo, to bring back himself. Because that's going to unlock, like, because it unlocks all these different, like, you know, holocrons, they have, like, different, like, abilities and shit like that. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Weird-ass shit. Um, and then Rey's going to also, like, there's going to be Jedi ones, too, and all this stuff. Whatever. So, Rey. <laughs> Rey <laughs> you see the quote from Jay Abrams that Lily said in the Vanity Fair interview when he was like, when I went into this one, I just said, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rey, <laughs> Rey and Kylo... Ray and Kylo are both going to be coming into conflict over these specific items that are across the galaxy that they're trying to get. Because Ray's like, no, we need to stop him from doing this. Because Luke's like, yo, he's fucking up. Like, I see this motherfucker. He's screwing up. And then he's like, and even Anakin's trying to talk to him. And the Emperor's blocking his mind. I think that that's why Anakin's never showed up. is because the Emperor's been blocking his head the whole time. Stuff, yeah. He's been like, all right, dude, 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 shut the fuck up. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. You, if you don't believe in it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's like psychology. Which is why Yoda never shows up to Luke in The Last Jedi, until Luke reconnects. Oh, okay, that's actually kind of good. That's so, good. So, like Kylo that. Ren, like that. so Kylo Ren, once he reconnects to the light side, that's when Anakin's like, yo! Yeah. What are you doing, bro? So, I think that that's going to be the whole entire thing with Kylo Ren. I think Ray's going to get into conflict with them multiple times, and I think finally they're going to be like, yo, we got to go fuck on the Emperor guy. Because he's going to try and just bring back everything. Because Ray's going to be like, yo, Luke told me he's just going to bring back everything. That's why we stopped him in the first place. And he's going to be like, shit, 
you're right. That's when Anakin's Let's gonna go through be, that Langley Pass die. And then and then Anakin's gonna show up and be like, Yeah, you're both right. Go fucking do it. And then he's gonna be like, but first, you're gonna need some backup. <laughs> oh, no. and, and and he's gonna have them get the relics they were gonna use that the Emperor used to come back and bring back all of them. It's gonna be Yoda, Anakin, Obi-Wan. Mace Windu? Maybe Mace Windu <laughs> with with white hair. <laughs> they all have to have beards. Luke, all of them. They're all going to show up, and they're all going to be there for the end. and Except for Leia. Leia. Leia's just off in space. <laughs> no, no, no. Leia is actually going to get more resistance fighters. Okay. So her plot is to bring bring hope, spark, bring back the spark. And so I already explained both of their plots. Leia's going off to bring back hope to the galaxy, bring back more resistance fighters. There's going to be the final battle where they're all going to be ready. There's all the Star Destroyers coming, and they're like... And then and you're gonna see the shot of the Emperor that I want so badly in his throne room where he's like, wipe them out. All of them. <laughs> he needs to say it so aggressively. And then you're just gonna see Millennium Falcon, like two type uh, two X Wings, a few other ships, and then Poe's gonna see Poe and Poe and uh Poe or Fen's gonna see every all the Star Destroyers and be like, This isn't enough. And then you're gonna see each, each, it's the sound effect of each ship. And yeah, coming out of yeah. And then they're going to be like, what is this? What, what's happening? They're like, Leia sent us. And that's going to be Leia's spirit being there with them. I like that. To, to, to I destroy like the that. ships. I, I, I'm, not, not, I'm not being facetious. No, I'm being serious. I'm being serious. I like that. that. Yeah. I like that. that. That's what I believe is going to happen. And then I believe there is going to be a moment where Kylo Ren and Ray are both fighting. And she, he's trying to explain, she's trying to explain to him, like, this is why you need to help us. And that's going to be that moment where she's going to say... Leia's, Leia's alive doing this when he says Leia's dead and he's gonna be like oh shit she's still alive and that's gonna be like a trigger for him to kind of turn you thought about that for a while that's been in your that's been in my head ever since I've seen Last Jedi and um they're both... I don't even know if they're gonna touch on the fact that he doesn't know Leia's dead I'm, I'm gonna be annoyed if they don't because that's like totally like great thing they could have done and, yeah because he really doesn't know and then so but either way they're both gonna fight the Emperor that shit's gonna happen He's going to whip out his lightsaber. It's going to be goofy as fuck, dude. I'm already calling him. It's going to be so goofy. And I'm trying to think. Tap on everybody. Lando's barely going to be in it. He's not even going to have an arc. He'll be static as hell. Rose Tico's going to go get him. Because they want to get rid of her. They want to be like, get the fuck out of the movie. Yeah. Nobody likes <laughs> That's literally what so it's going to be. That's yeah. what it's going to be. It's going to be Le- Leia's going to be like... And I, I guarantee you, Leia's, Leia's going to have that shoehorned in plot. that like, I was training to be a Jedi with Luke. We never brought this up, though. But well, you know they can't re- add those lines. They have to fill. That part where she's handing, handing, she's handing over the lightsaber. Bet, bet money that because it's that hand shot. Yeah. From because me. it's like it's just hands. Yeah. It's like they just added that in. It's gonna be her handing over a lightsaber. It's gonna be like, this was handed down to me, from Luke, and Luke was helping me, blah blah blah. And it's gonna be some bullshit fucking thing. It's gonna be so bullshit. So filled to the brink with it. But it's alright. She's going to have like eight minutes for screen now. Lando's going to do nothing. J- uh, Jaya or whatever the fuck Jenna. her name. Jenna's, Jenna's going to... You haven't even brought up like Pin and Poe. What are they doing this whole movie? No, they just stand around. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have art. They just have like a couple No, no, no this is good though. Because like you can't give them their own subplots because they can't, they're not going to do anything. They both have already completed their arcs. That's true. They're done. That's fair. They're going to be... So, gonna be so you don't think it's a bad thing? They're going to be resist. No. They're going to be resistance leaders. They're going to be right next to Ray for the majority of the movie. Do you think you're going to like the movie? Yes, you really do. Because I think that Ray, when she when she's in the Kylo Ren fighting the Emperor stuff, I think the only thing Finn and Poe are both gonna be doing is fighting in a space battle, and I'm gonna enjoy that. 
because then I'm not going to have to deal with the stupid Endor bullshit that Han was doing and have to deal with Finn and Poe in the subplot where they have, like, arcs, even though they don't. So, because they're not going to have arcs, I hope they're with Rey all the way up into the point where she has to go with Kylo. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of it, they're just going to be doing a... Does the the 59% are not too scary? No, because Star Wars has always been bad. (laughs) Star Wars has three good movies. I move on from it. And, and honest to God, I sincerely doubt it's going to be any worse than a lot of the worst ones. And on top of that, I think the movie's going to end like this. <laughs> wow. Okay. Mine was so lame. I think Ray and Kylo, I think they. I think that whenever they reference in an interview that there's going to be a kiss, I think they will kiss. I don't think they're going to be romantic partners, but I do think they will kiss. kiss. I, think, I think that's kind of something I'm just prepared for. Right. Um, I do think... That Kylo's gonna die. I'm, I'm hoping it's not just. For, I'm hoping it's either from two things, from fighting Rey after they beat the Emperor, or it's from just saving Rey and that's it. That's what I it's think. Not it's, that's what I think it's, it's not for saving the light. It's not for anything. It's gonna be for saving Rey and that's it. And um, I think through Anakin, through Luke, through through uh, through all that that holy trinity almost of chosen one characters. The pro- prophecy type deal. I think that's how they're going to change it. I really do think they're going to change it. It's going to be like all three of them. Like Luke was needed to save. Who's Ray's parents? Man. You didn't answer that. Emperor, Emperor Mater. You think so? Do so you still believe thing. that? Yeah, I still believe I that. that too. The relics. I believe that because they bring people back to life, that's going to be the MacGuffin. So they have to destroy those to kill the emperor. That's what I do. And and when Luke and all of them are back, they all have to die. Oh too. my god! Can I say something? Yeah. That's so weird. And I probably I know you have to go. Yeah. Um, when I was in Ireland, back way back, and they started revealing pictures from Vanity Fair, yeah. my first image of what the ending was going to be was Palpatine has a holocron, and he says that it has the ability to bring people back to life, mm-hmm. and her whole choosing the dark side or light side is going to be, do I want to bring back the people I lost? My parents, Luke, and Kylo, she, Kylo, and she's going to go, but she's going to, and Palpatine's going to be so ready for her to but he's going to destroy it. Yeah. She's like slow motion. Like, I still think a piece of that, something like that's going to happen. Cause I think Luke or yeah. Anakin or somebody's going to tell her, be like, be like Ben, like Ben, me, Luke are all a part of this prophecy, but you need to keep it. Yes. You need to With make thousand sure. Relations no matter now. what. Yeah. This is your fight. This is your fight. I think he's going to tell her something like that. Like when the, op- if the See, opportunity ever comes, like if that's you the need case, to do this. I would love it. And I think the ending after that is going to end up being, I think a new home. Honest to God, and I, it sounds a little bit cheesy, but I think this would be just because I've ne- we haven't seen this in the new trilogy too. I think it would be amazing to see almost it end where the where the where Luke's hut is in Tatooine. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Um, I, I almost want to see Ray or Kylo live there. Just one of them. I wouldn't mind that either. And because we haven't even seen Tatooine the whole new trilogy. Which it's always been like a common thing, and we we haven't seen Luke's place either, and that's been in both of them. I like that, and a that's lot. where it started. And it's like a new home. It's like, oh, this is where this is where it ends. Oh, where it's, it's a full circle thing. Tyler, your theory has made me way more excited about this movie than I was. Well, it's probably a dumb movie, so they might not do any of this. It's probably <laughs> a dumb movie, but I like that. I could actually see them doing that though, because I could totally see the final shot of the movie being them looking at the and twin Ray. Sons. Ray used to live in a desert. So that makes sense for her. Her looking at the twin sons at the end. Yeah, yeah, and Luke and Anakin, all of them. They probably, they probably, they probably did. She probably might even know where they live. I mean, I don't know if I can know. I don't know. They could easily bullshit that. That's right. easy for them to bullshit. But then, yeah, they could do that, and I think that maybe reinstating the Jedi Order, and then she doesn't even really even want to be a Jedi, like in every way. Like I, I, have never really seen Rey as like the type. Like yeah, sure, she like wants to learn like what what where where her point in the story is. But I think once she's done with that, she might just want to just go off. 
And it might just be, like, she might reinstate the Jedi Order and, like, leave it with, you know, some people and stuff like that. I don't know fucking who. I mean, I can't really bullshit that. But, like, I mean, she might just want to go off and live in the live on Tatooine. Like, All no. right. I like that theory. She's always been a loner. We will text each other immediately after we see the movie. So it's Watch fun. it in the exact opposite is what I say. It's like some bull. Like, she's like this. She's like, all right, younglings. <laughs> the lightsaber. Let, let's begin our lesson. <laughs> a little, like, little droid thinks about. <laughs> and you get like Poe po Finn and all the birds in the Jedi Council room just sitting there with Ray. <laughs> like, how are we going to, how are we going to build a. She, like, how are we going to build a rebellion from here? I think that's what she says to, uh, yeah, to Leia. Leia at the very end of the last year. She's like, how are we going to build the Jedi Order from here? And it's like, we've got all we need. <laughs> it just zooms out. Dad it. <laughs> I can see that happening too. All right. All so right. tomorrow we see Rise of Skywalker. And then we'll, we'll we'll do our thing the next morning. I will not prejudge. I don't prejudge. Don't prejudge. I don't prejudge. I'm not going to prejudge. I'm, 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 I will not lie. I was very bummed to see that it's not getting great reviews, but I'm not going to prejudge. Whenever I see one of these fucking movies, whenever I sit down, I'm like, it's just a movie. It's probably going to have flaws. It's probably going to have things I don't like. The only thing I'm worried about is that it's not going to feel like a sequel at all to no, The Last Jedi. I don't think it will, but I think that's And if it, if it doesn't, it's going to be a little bit weird to me. Yeah. Because I'm just like, you know what, oh, though? It's a trilogy. I, I agree, but I also feel like when the lo- a long time ago Galaxy Far Away comes on and the Star Wars theme comes on, I'll be happy. Okay. Thanks. We talked about the spinoffs, but we didn't really want to, so we talked about Rise of Skywalker more. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Just click on. Oh, whoops.